Welcome to Real Nerds Podcast, unofficially the official podcast at Denver Comic Con. I am Ryan. In front of me is Brad. He's back. Hey, hey, hey guys. Yeah, hey, he's back. Hey, Brad. Thanks Good for thanks you, for joining us. Yeah, it's yeah. a pleasure. Well, yeah, where like were you last week? Last week, where was I last week? Oh, I had like three invites to things, and I figure you know I spend probably fifty weeks of the year with you guys. I could you know give three other people. Some of my attention. He's a popular boy. He Brad. is a popular He's boy. Quick. Yeah. Hey, who, who else is talking here? Oh, me, James. James. I'm to your right this week. Yeah, you are to my right. We're in a weird kind of situation. I don't think he I've ever sat this way before. Yeah, that's true. Yeah, we, usually we put you at the head of the table. Yeah, usually I'm at yeah. the head of the table because and usually I can't see through the case because it's on the other end. But we broke yeah. the top of the case off today, so you can. Yeah. yeah. Well, I cut a big hole into it so I could stick my head in it like Porky Pig, <laughs> and just you know. Go in and out. The problem is the, that then when we roll the podcast around, all of the podcasting equipment falls out. So it, it sounds like shit. Yep. Unless you're listening to the podcast on tweaked audio headbuds, uh, earbuds, because then they just sound awesome, even if the recording material is god-awful. Hey, hey, if I want those, is there a discount for that? No. Oh. Yes, I mean, is, unless yes. you listen to the Real Nerds podcast, because oh. then you could go to the promo code, and you could put in R-E-E-L-N-E-R-D-S, Real Nerds, one word, and you get, like... 10% off. No, James. It's a what? third off. A third? That's not even percentage. He shouldn't even be allowed to do stuff. He even skipped <sighs> over what we do. He's a writer, not a mathematician. <laughs> <laughs> Anyways, if you're wondering, like, uh, who are these assholes and what are they talking about? Every week we go see a new movie and we podcast our experience to the world. This week we saw The World's End. Oh, yeah. Did The World End? What? Who knows? Spoilers. Spoilers. Um, also, if you're like, I really like these blokes. Uh, you can go on Facebook. <laughs> you can like us on Facebook. You can also tweet us at Real Unscore. I just want to do a yeah. British oh, accent. Sam Worthington. No, no, no that was your Sam Worthington impression. <laughs> yeah, again. man. Yeah, just how I go from like one accent to another. Yeah, you're better at Sam Worthington impression than, than Sam, Sam Worthington, Worthington is at an English impression. At, at himself. I... <laughs> Anyways, um, so yeah, besides seeing a new movie, we talk about movies we've watched, some movie news, box office numbers, stuff that encompasses movies yeah. as a whole. And, and just like dumb shit too yeah you know uh, stupid parts of our lives that's going on yeah anything exciting happening i i do want to say something we lost a uh a podcast member this week my doggy stewart passed away this week (sighs) and uh so i'm sorry people who come up from my house and want to have an interview and be harassed by a dog who wants to be petted uh he will not be there anymore (laughs) it is um it's really he was a little annoying but like as far as like the he, he he craved attention, but at the same yeah. time, he was still a really good dog. Uh, really re- well-behaved and mannered. I'm going to say I'm kind of glad that we're not doing the show at your house this week, because if we were doing it there and I didn't have like a 50-pound head <laughs> laying in my lap, I man, that would kill me. Yeah, it's um, it's been a really tough week, man. Yeah. Uh, I'll, I'll be honest. My house is quiet. Aww. Um Cats yeah. dominate. <laughs> no. <I still laughs> the have, cats rule the land now. I still have Reggie, but, you know. Yeah. Uh, it's t- it's been tough. Uh, my wife's been really upset. Uh, mm. I mean, I've been upset too. Uh, th- there'll be times when I just like start crying for no reason mm. because uh, he would do things like he'd come into my room every morning and lay at the foot of my bed. Yeah, and then he'd get up and like sit next to me so I'd pet him. I mean, he just doesn't do it to people who come in my house around me. Made me do yeah. it too. Um, and you know, it's weird when you don't have that anymore. Yeah, and uh, he was such a good dog. I mean, yeah, he got annoying sometimes when. People were trying to talk, and he'd be like, pet me, pet me. <laughs> um, but I, I found through uh, comments on Facebook and stuff that people will miss that about him. So. Oh, yeah. Oh, no, no. And he was you know, he was never a malicious dog. He just like, please pay attention to me. Yeah. Um, so it's a bummer. And it's it's a horrible thing. If you ever ha- had a dog and you've had to put him to sleep, it's maybe the most unpleasant experience I've ever had in my life. Yeah, yeah, yeah. 
but probably you know i had a dog and we didn't put her to sleep we just let her slowly deteriorate into nothing and that sucks too yeah. so i will tell you you probably got the better end of that stick ah uh, yeah es- especially you know if yeah unfortunately with stuart um he he had surgery about 3 weeks ago uh to remove um an abscess by his tooth and they took it out and he just kept on bleeding from his mouth and um about a week ago i noticed that the the incision area was just actually getting bigger mm. um and i won't tell anybody the horrific story of me having to rush out of the shower cuz my wife is screaming at me about something happening to my dog but um basically what happened is he got oral cancer and um it spread through his throat so fast Aww. that uh he it was is man it, it upsets me thinking about it but yeah. like the right side of his face was like drooping down his left eye was rolling in the back of his head Aww. and basically the uh vet told me he was just ingesting blood constantly Ugh. uh and he has oral cancer and i i told her i said well you know what's the best thing for stuart and yeah. she said well um you can do one or two things we can remove part of his jaw Give him radiation treatment, and he has a less than forty percent chance of living. Yeah, I was like, huh, I think that's not very fair to my dog. No, and he looked so bad, and uh, it was tough. Yeah, but he's, you know, I think he uh, he was playing tough because I think he was in a lot of pain, and uh, but he's not in pain anymore, and I'll miss him, but you know, life happens. Well, that's been the depression podcast for <laughs> yeah, this week. Right? Uh, yeah. You can call to, us. I, I keep on uh, telling people it has to get better. My grandma died a month ago. My dog died. I mean, it has to get better, right? Right? <laughs> Maybe a movie can cheer me up. <laughs> How the world's Maybe. end. Maybe. Um, um, so, yeah. Anyways, uh, I'm sorry to bring everybody down, but I miss my dog. No, it's no good. It's And there are plenty of people. It's a member of our podcasting family. Yeah. It yeah. It was, if, if, if the cats ever died, people would care because they used to listen to those cats jingle as they walked yeah. by the <laughs> podcast. You know, it's it's what's really cute is all these people that, you know, message me on Facebook. I even had, um, I'm a couple friends with people in the Rod Stewart fan club mm-hmm. um, that I just, I, I met a couple of them when I was in Vegas. Oh, yeah. Yeah, I was just in Vegas. And they're like, oh, hey. And Swinger party. I know. Totally. Yeah. Just, yeah. I just whip my dick out and... <laughs> We listen to Do You Think I'm Sexy. That's um, actually the only way to enjoy <laughs> Rod Stewart. And uh, all of them were really nice. And they said, oh, you named your, uh, him after Rod Stewart, your idol. And um, and then one of my friends said he's probably listening to Hot Legs on the other side of the rainbow. I think that's cute. So it's all right. Um, we have some other stuff to tell you about. Yeah. Um, uh, this is a horrible segue. Um, <laughs> sorry to all our sponsors. Um, the Myth and Legends Con is happening in Denver, September 24th through 27th. Um, we will be there on Saturday. Yeah. Um, I don't know if you know this. Uh, I don't know if you read the emails. Nikki, who's organizing it, left us passes to go check it out. Um, so we'll do a coverage from there. We'll write an article. Um, unfortunately, I don't think it, logistically we can record from there. Yeah. Um, but we'll still be there at a present. I, I forgot to send her. I sent her a second email today saying that uh, if you want us to do a panel that, you know, we'll do one about movies. Um, so I'm not sure how that will happen. Um, but either way, you should check it out. You can log on and get information about it, and let me get the right email address for you. And if you're if you're going to be there and address. you are a listener, like, dude, keep an eye out for us, and yeah, buy like definitely stop us and say hi because we would love to talk to you. And if you're wondering what the focus of this convention is, they they celebrate it's Harry us. Potter and yeah, it's <laughs> us, Harry Potter. Um, is it September twenty seventh through the 29th? I say the twenty fourth through the twenty ninth. What an idiot! <laughs> it's the it's um it's it's fandom. So it's seven local fandoms. Uh, yeah, Harry Potter, Lord of the Rings, Pirates, Firefly, uh, My Little Pony Doctor is Who. one of them. I, Doctor Who and what's the Lord last of the Rings? one? I said Lord of the Rings. Did you? Um, I have 
uh lord of the rings hobbit harry potter pirates my little pony doctor who um this is their first year but they're uh built off of the brethren con uh which is a pirate convention so they're expanding and like rebranding and so if you need something to do september or whatever what is it? <laughs> so it's, it's September 27th through the 29th. You know, um, uh, I should be a little more professional and actually have this stuff in front of me before I start yeah. talking about it. it. It sounds really cool. I'm actually kind of excited for this. Um, no, um, it's it should be fun. Um, if you go on to malcondenver.com, you can purchase tickets September 27th through 29th. It's at the Sheridan Tech Center. We all know where that is. Um, that's where most conventions are held. Most <laughs> conventions are held. Um, yeah, it's it's basically a fandom thing. Um, Become a malcontent. Ah, yeah. ah. I, that's that's from their site. I didn't make that up. Uh, <laughs> you're like, oh, he's so clever. <laughs> no, um, wish I was that clever. Um, and it's it, it's M A L like myths and legends. Yeah, myths and legends con. Yeah, Denver. So when you um, so you should definitely check it out. It should be fun. Um, you know, I have a lot of fun going to these conventions now that um, I'm recognizable in the con- <laughs> in the convention community. Don't get ahead of yourself. Oh yeah, here. great, great, um, great. Hey guys, do I have to tell you we, about the time that we got recognized by a dude from the Florida Everglades when we were at Denver Comic Con? That was true. His name was Joe. He was a nice guy. He was a very nice what was guy. His daughter's name. She was adorable. I think we definitely do a panel there. Like yeah. you, can, you can talk about Harry Potter. Oh, oh yeah, yeah. Oh no. yeah. I mean, I, <laughs> yeah, we can watch Ryan talk about <laughs> Harry Potter. No, I told her that we do a panel about movies. I mean, does it, oh, have, yeah. it doesn't have to be uh, pigeonholed into that. So I think there's fandoms for everything, and I'm yeah. I'm guessing that people who cosplay there are only going to dress up as that stuff i mean, i assume you know we could fill an hour of us talking about the films based on those fandoms that's pretty easy yeah so um, i mean i don't know if we are i just put it out there i said hey yeah. i didn't know what our schedule is like um so we might have panel we might not i don't know um they might already be booked it's not even yeah it's not a big deal but either way we'll be there and uh we're gonna be covering it we're gonna be in some panels even if we're not in them we'll be covering them writing articles about it checking out our website but visit malcondenver.com to purchase your tickets because they are going fast um hey shout out shout out to a fan of ours yeah a good time to be a fan of ours cora happy birthday cora yeah james is going to now play happy birthday on the recorder that he has situated right over there i do Dude, stop! That's copyrighted. <laughs> Not anymore. Right. No, it's it's. Hey, uh, let me change um, a little bit. <laughs> I'm such yeah. a great recorder player. Yeah. <laughs> Way to go, Vinylize. Yeah, I was gonna say it's just that a little bit of change. Happy birthday, Cora! Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, we should have gotten her up here for her birthday. Yeah, we're gonna. You gonna pay for her to come up here? No, she probably had better things to do. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> She's <laughs> like hanging out with the real nerds. Are Fuck you those assholes. Kidding me? Go see the World's End. Come on, I only go see rom coms, man. Yeah, like. Zombie rom-coms. Zom-coms. Zom-coms. Like Shaun of the Dead. Oh, did we oh. see that this week? No, we didn't. I did. Did, <laughs> oh, did you go to right. the three feature thing? Oh, no, I had no, to work in the morning, but I my three feature You was, watched it at home? I watched it at home. <laughs> <laughs> Saved money. Uh, I, I really wanted to see that. was like one of the trilogy running things, or special things I totally wanted to go to. Um, I'll tell you about it later. Awesome. Good for you. Um, yeah. Thank you. Um Am I missing uh, a sponsor? No, they're not announcements? No. no, I don't think so. Anyone else sponsoring us? Paintball's still off? Oh, oh no, actually, Paintball has started again. Um, as you know, my grandmother passed away, so my father had to take a back seat to go into Paintball for a little bit. But it is back, Pirate Paintball of Colorado. Like them on Facebook, mention The Real Nerds, and my dad will buy your paint for the, your first trip up there, and you can use his guns and have lots of fun. It's lots of fun. Um, you guys should come up sometime. Uh my dad has a few places he goes to, and he has them all. Um, oh, I thought you were covering the mic because you're like, you're Don't saying something. Describe what I'm trying to hide. 
I just, we should do a PayPal episode of Real Nerds. <laughs> okay, we should. <laughs> like spaced. Oh, that'd be yeah. sweet. Um, but anyways, uh, Pirate Paintball of Colorado, like it. Mention Real Nerds on your um, on the post page or the page. I, I don't know what you call it. And uh, my dad will float you the the paint. Uh, it's fun. You have to, you have to, uh, I've never been paintballing. You should go. I know. I really need to go. It hurts. <laughs> yeah, it does. Well, now I don't want to go. It's less fun than when there's dickheads who take it seriously. Yeah, but. see, that's why oh. it's cool, too. Yeah, I'm glad you mentioned that with my dad's um, club, is he goes to places where there isn't dickheads. And so basically, <laughs> it basically is a bunch of his friends, and they Just play. a bunch of vaginas. This is a dickhead-free zone. <laughs> and sometimes they get fucked. Um, the, uh, it's fun. So, you know, my dad makes it fun. He always brings up, like, sandwiches and... It's, and he has kids play with him too. So I love sandwiches. Uh, exactly. And so it's it's not you know oh, you didn't get me. Yeah, I'm an asshole. Those guys <laughs> those guys don't exist. Yeah, I'm an asshole. That's that's me every day. Mm-hmm. Hey, I got one more announcement. Okay. Cool. Tuesday, August twenty seventh, you can see the official premiere of the second episode of the Real Nerds Pod Show at the Oriental Theater starting at eight p.m. August twenty seventh. August twenty hey, seventh. That's, that's this week. I'm gonna actually go to this one. That's what I'm thinking. Fantastic. Hey, thanks. Right? Thanks for supporting yeah, us, Jim. Oh, hey, it's because he wrote it and it's he stars. Uh, it. No, oh, no, it's because I used to have a figures. shit job and now I don't. That's why. He's like, oh, I'm, I'm the star of this episode. I guess I can show up. <laughs> hey, don't knock that shit job. That shit job paid for last year's convention shit. And <laughs> that's true. Yeah. That. that shit job has paid for a lot of stuff <laughs> around here. That's true. Um, but yeah, come check out our new episode. Um, and if you don't come, it'll be uh, online on Wednesday for free. <laughs> no, it's, no, no, it's five dollars no. to come into the theater. But you're not um, supporting us. We don't get any of that money. You're supporting local film. Yeah, you're supporting yeah. the Oriental Theater. You're keeping it open so we can keep showing more you know, local stuff. And it's not just our thing. You'll get to see a bunch of other filmmakers. Eileen Augusta will be judging uh, Chris Chris Charpentier. Oh, He's so a we're local win. comedian. Yeah, we'll see. Uh, he's a local comedian. He'll be making fun of all your movies. Uh, what a dick! I don't want to go. Now. And then there's some uh, graphic artist who uh, I don't know. Isn't but, it weird? I-, I thought the last one was weird when we debuted our um, our last one, and you know we didn't get <coughs> mentioned a-, a best of whatever. But then the couple like the next week at Denver Comic Con, all those guys came and said, "Oh, we really liked your thing." Like what? You didn't like it? You didn't even vote us in the top three, motherfucker? Hey, those people are listening. Don't be dick. <laughs> they they, they were they listening. were confident that we're going to constantly bring great content each uh, month. Gotcha. That they're like, you know, let's spread the love because they'll definitely be back around to claim. And then, a it, coffee t- gift and then, card it, and then and it took us like four months to get back around. Cost me coupons. Yeah, I know. <laughs> it's yeah. Been, it hasn't been that long. Well, May? well, because May. they didn't have it. Would have been done for la- the last July month, was, but yeah. Yeah. yeah, June we took off, and then July we couldn't show we, anything. We got it done, but they didn't have one, so yeah. So yeah, August. So technically, we haven't missed anything. <laughs> well, we missed one. Yeah. Well, June we were busy with Comic Con and stuff. Yeah. So whatever. Um. Hey, one more announcement, then we'll get to the real show. This <laughs> is. We do talk about movies. <laughs> this is a top heavy show. It is. Um. The Heather Gardens and Aurora Rise are having a celebrity or celebrity a charity golf tournament. Cool. August 29th, two thousand thirteen. That's this. That's year. this week. That's my birthday, too. What the fuck, guys? You just said that's this year. I know. <laughs> um, it's at 8 a.m. For 50 bucks, you get to play a nine-hole course, which is a shotgun start and a scramble. I saw that on the thing. What does that mean? Um, shotgun, um, shotgun start is you're in a foursome, and then they shoot the shotgun because everybody's on a different hole. And so when you hear the shotgun, everybody starts. It's, oh, they shoot a real shotgun. Yeah, and... Uh, or it's a horn or whatever. I was oh. to say, like a shotgun at an Aurora Rise like <laughs> event. Like, come on. That's oh, uh, tasteless. Uh, oh. it's, it's a figure of speech, Brad. <laughs> um, and then the scramble is you play the best ball. Everybody hits the drive, and then you go to the best ball, 
and then everybody hits a ball from there, and then you play the best ball from there too. Yeah. So it's basically the best ball. Oh, okay. Um, but for fifty bucks, you get um, it covers your green fees, and you get a breakfast, and also proceeds benefit Aurora Rise. And afterwards, they have a silent auction, awards, and a gathering at Gibby's at fifteen fifty five South Havana Street from two to six. 100% of the silent auction donations and 20% of non-alcoholic purchases are contributed to Aurora Rise. So go there, support them. Get uh, drunk. Nah, it's not alcoholic. So oh, support them. So yeah. Don't get alcoholic drinks. Get a fucking lemonade, dude. Yeah. <sighs> Can't even take this guy anywhere. <laughs> um, but yeah, you should really support them because they're awesome. Yeah, for and, sure. Um, they help um, families in need from the Aurora shooting. We don't talk about them enough. Yeah, we don't. Um, if we could uh, st- start the real show now. This is fan mail. Fan mail! We have one thing of fan mail, guys. Sweet! <laughs> I don't know if you guys read this tweet from our friend Cliff. At Monkey McBean um, replied to Brad's tweet about Mark Wahlberg wants to play Tony Stark. So, Marky Stark, clever. Thank you. Thank um, you. And he says, at Real Nerds, what happened to that guy with the drugs problem? He hashtag drugs. <laughs> <laughs> um, Cliff, nothing happened to um, Robert Downey Jr. He's just signed on for two more movies. And Mark Wahlberg said that uh, he would uh, take over. Oh, I thought well, he was he, referring to you with the drugs thing. Because we were making, <laughs> I, pretending I you too. were drug Oh, I thought he was referring to um, Tony Stark. Maybe it was my drug yeah. problem. <laughs> yeah, I'm your cl- drug problem is I'm, ongoing. I know. I'm clean and sober, guys. It didn't take me that long. <laughs> um, but your immune system's really low. And I you're know. Super sick. I know. I'm still, <laughs> I've been sick for like a fucking week now. It's been horrible. Yeah. Well, you sound a whole lot better than you did I last do. Week. Last week, I sounded like Death. butthole. Yeah. Yeah, it's uh, fan mail. <laughs> uh, well, one, one more quick thing, though. Where's Ohio Dan? What? Ohio Dan's been missing. Yeah. Someone just started looking miss, for him. I miss Dan. <laughs> I know. I miss Dan because yeah. he writes more intelligent things than we ever Maybe say. we should send him an email. <laughs> I think you guys made fun of Twilight too much. <laughs> <laughs> no, that, no. Yeah. Well. Um, Maybe. Real quick shout out also. We ran into uh, James, who was at the showing of Sleepaway Camp, which we'll talk about seeing that movie later. Uh, and he was really cool. And then we also ran into Tiffany, who actually works at the Alamo Draft House, and is actually a really great waitress. By the I know, she's right? Straight up the best waitress never, I've ever had. I didn't had ask there. for a refill. She gave me two of them. Yeah, same here. I was so excited. Was yeah. this a line waitress or the bar waitress? No, no, like a line. I guess you like in in our seats. Okay. Yeah. Um, line waitress. Yeah, or an aisle seat waitress. Aisle waitress. Yeah. Uh, yeah, I don't know what you call. Either it. way, theater. She waitress. was awesome. Cool. Uh, yeah, and so hi, Tiffany. Hi, Tiffany. Hi, James. Thanks for listening. Yeah. Thank you, everybody, awesome. for listening. We did get a few more likes and a few more follows. We really appreciate it. Yeah. You know what? I was really disappointed with us on Twitter. As I was going through, we don't, like, follow Warner Brothers, Paramount. We don't? No. So I went made sure I, we followed all those. Oh, yeah. In case, you know, they want to start sending us press screeners. Well, we don't need to follow Paramount because we're good friends with J.J. Abrams. Oh, that's He's right. He's our contact at Paramount. Right, so, right. Um, we have to worry about that part. You, you got the invite to his dinner party, right? No, no. You oh, didn't. shoot! Well, I'll forward that along. I'm sure he meant to invite you guys to. I mean, he sent me an early <laughs> copy of S. You know that little that that oh, YouTube yeah. video that came out. Yeah, he sent me a copy of the book. It's it's all right. <laughs> That's yeah. a glowing review for our friend J.J. Abrams. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> for, go, for, for opening the door to us in Hollywood. James yeah. is like, eh, it's all right. Yeah. So okay. whatever. You know. Oh. <laughs> um, you know, last week we started with real news, 
And this week, I'm going to start with real news, too, because um, big Batman news happened. And I know James hates talking about casting. Whoa, whoa, what? But I don't give a shit what James says, because this is my show, um, because this is big news. So this is uh, unspooling some real news at the kind of top of the show, I guess. It's real news. Hey, okay, we were definitely going to talk about this. I know, this but... Is, it, this is... Everyone is talking about this. I know. This is a pretty big deal, though. Yeah. Um, the reason, and I said this before the show, the reason we don't talk about casting news is that usually it's like, hey, they just added Liam Hemsworth to whatever bullshit. And like, okay, when they say that, that could change two weeks from now. But what, this what is, bullshit has Liam Hemsworth been added to? I don't know. I'm just saying like- Just grabbing I, some name, have something against Hemsworth Brothers? No, no, no. No, I really like Liam Hemsworth. I just, <laughs> you know. This not is, a, that's not, not enough to see Paranoia. No, oh, you did, you <laughs> made me not see Paranoia. Um, the uh this is this is way different. <clears throat> yeah, uh, for those of you who don't know, um, Ben Affleck has been cast as Bruce Wayne in the new Batman versus Superman movie. Do you think they're gonna go Superman versus Batman or Batman versus Superman? I think Batman should start it because Batman's a bigger superhero. I think they're gonna arguably. call it Batman x superman that'd be sweet like you know they should just change the title like altogether street fighter cross <laughs> they should i don't think it's gonna be batman versus superman they should call it batman of steel Ooh, that is pretty clever um yeah <laughs> yeah, I, yeah i've read some <laughs> articles where they re- refer to it as man of steel too man, don't, unless they're well that was the like bridging but that doesn't make no. any sense they'll if, piss people if off they're gonna do a man of steel too i thought they should have called it man of tomorrow because that's be like sweet. the other thing they call him yeah they, be really uh, cool. yeah, It'd be honest, like the Man of Steel trilogy. I'd rather see Man of Tomorrow, a sequel to Man of Steel, than I would. I got a Batman's. Dark Steel Knight. <laughs> <laughs> Let's just throw words together. <laughs> Anyways, um, um, I'm a big Ben Affleck fan, and I, yes, I, you are. I, I think he can pull this off. I really yeah. do because. Um, well, frankly, you don't have a choice at this point. It's happening. <laughs> yeah. So just learn to accept it. <laughs> well, I, that's more for you, but I mean, to me. Uh, I think he. No, I, I agree. He's a good actor. It's just I, the thing I feel bizarre is a bizarre about it is that like I know they're going for like an older Batman thing, but it's like I've accepted him as a director now. Mm-hmm. So I don't really think of him as, of him as an actor. It's like yeah. asking Spielberg, "Hey, you're going to play like um, uh, Alan Grant's friend in the next Jurassic Park movie." Well, see, I think that's different to me because Spielberg is hardly ever in front of the camera. Yeah. Where um, Affleck is always in front of the camera. I mean, the only I mean, movie... He's, he's, he's in Argo. Di- yeah, I mean, the only movie yeah. I think he's directed that he hasn't been in is Gone Baby Gone. And also, like, all the yeah. fanboy hatred. Like, oh, obviously it's he's, so weird. Obviously, he's earned the acclaim that he has, but it's like fanboys still see him as, like, the failed daredevil. Yeah. So, like, for them to, like, be making a comic book movie and, like, using that, it's like, you you think they wouldn't be, just because they know this. And, and, and it's the... The, it's the cynical way of looking at it, and I definitely had a moment of that where I was like, "Oh," because I sort of thought that Ben Affleck was away from this, and when I saw this casting, I was like, "Oh, so he still has that bit in him that that really wants to be that big action star, you know? Like he was that ten years ago and <clears throat> kind of failed at it. Um, not entirely his fault. At the time, I thought it was, but I was just mad about Alias getting canceled. Um, but the truth is." Ben Affleck is way better than I gave him credit for for a long time. Yeah, you know um, what? I'm so mad at Ben Affleck uh, for fucking Jennifer Garner and them having a really happy and cute family. Yeah, fuck them. that guy. No, man, I wanted at least one more season. Adorable. They are, they are fantastic. Uh, yeah, and um, they're a cute couple when they're at baseball games and stuff, and they're and, still together. Yeah. And you know, I no, I understand all of the rationale. <laughs> I'm, I'm just a little so you, bitter. Did you used to be one of those fanboy guys where it just like would make you so mad? Uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Really? I think I probably was. See, that's so I, funny I wouldn't want to admit it, but when I think people, it's true. you know, would always ask me about, you know, Spidey with his organic webbing, 
I would never, uh, as long as they make a good movie, that's all I care about. Yeah. If they get the essence of who the character is. And that's where I think actually where Ben Affleck will succeed is because I think it's more important of who Bruce Wayne is than who Batman is. Yeah. Because you can dress up Batman as much as you want, but at the end of the day, if you don't sympathize with him as Bruce Wayne, then who gives a shit who Batman is? Yeah. Because uh, where Christian Bale, I think, was really successful is his Bruce Wayne kind of went away from the Playboy image until it better served him to get away from who Batman was. He didn't want to be Batman, so he he played up that he was this billionaire guy. Um, so the Bruce Wayne is more important than the Batman because anybody can put on a mask and you know talk like this or yeah. however you know Affleck's going to do it. But to convey that emotion, and you're talking about huge shoes to fill too, because. Going from Michael Keaton to Val Kilmer, I don't think was a big deal. No. But when you're going from Christian Bale, who personified Batman for so many people and stuff like that, I mean, you're talking, you need someone like a Ben Affleck to do it because you can't give it to a lesser actor. Yeah. Um, you know, someone like, I think Gerard Butler could have done it. Um, they were talking about Josh Brolin, I think probably could have done a good job. Yeah. Um, but I, I'm on board with Affleck. I don't think it, I don't think he'll be bad. I think he'll be pretty good. The other th- weird thing too is like, they've been trying to strive for like originality, like using fresh faces, like for man of steel and stuff. And, uh, this to see themselves from past incarnations yeah. and like to draw upon someone else. Although it, it did work for Chris Evans cause he was the human torch. And then now he's known as, you know, the, uh, Captain America. So that is, but you're, you're, you mean because of the daredevil thing? Yeah. Yeah. So uh, I'll say like, this. and it's a, he's already established as that, even though it's been yeah. like ten years. But he is a very recognizable face, you know. Unlike yeah. unlike also, Henry Cavill, like, Ben Affleck himself is a personality, you know. Yeah, Where exactly. Christian Bale, like he's just an yeah. actor. I think that's the biggest issue for me. Um, I, for one thing, I, I think it's hard to even judge this until we actually see what what this is even going to look like. Because, yeah. you know, the costume can make or break this movie. But I uh, I think this all rests on the fact that, and, and you're right, Ryan, um, it, this movie will, will succeed or fail not on the action or the plot or any of that. It will succeed or fail based on how well written and how well plotted the conversations between Superman and Batman are. How how much you like and are interested in the tension between those two characters and how much you understand the tension between those two characters is the only way this movie will be great. Not just fun action, but great. And Ben Affleck is the kind of person that you could get to pull that off. Um, but I agree. Like the, the hardest thing, I think, for, for them to overcome here is that when you look at him, you'll see Ben Affleck. I think so too. Yeah. But at the same time, you know, I, I think there's an interesting in in this movie is you're taking a different Superman too, a Superman that's killed, where it's kind of the same hero. I mean, they're they're trying to save people. In uh, in Batman Begins, Bat I mean, Batman kills uh, Ra's al Ghul because he says, "You know what? Fuck you, man. Yeah. I'm not going to sit here and let you destroy my town. So you can die with this, and I'm not going to save you." So yeah. they have that way to play together and i think it's a good step too for batman because now it's the next step for him because um he's dealt with a joker he's dealt with two-face so what's the next step for batman you know he has to raise the stakes for him too well are we assuming that they are not completely throwing out the nolan verse i don't think so i mean i would imagine they are i yeah i would think they are i would think (laughs) you know not that i'm saying you're gonna see the joker in this movie because that's not gonna happen but um like they would want to revisit the joker yeah. Why don't they yeah. put Harley Quinn in the movie? That would be awesome. I, yeah, 
Yeah, no, I that that would be a good one. Them together, you know, really. Yeah, yeah. that'd be cool. Um, but yeah, but yeah, no, I definitely think that they're not going to. Uh, this is not a Batman who has seen, who is from like this isn't like oh well after Dark Knight Rises Batman goes spoilers Batman goes back to being Batman like well no this I, is, I, I, think, but I think too though I think they're not going to ignore it too because they they talked about they wanted an experienced Batman a Batman who's been through it all. So, I mean, I guess yeah. I could have an Earth 2 Batman. I think for non-comic people, that's really hard for them to accept, though. Yeah. I think they're going to make it ambiguous, and people who want to go into it and think, like, okay, this is a Dark Knight Returns kind of take on Batman, mm-hmm. cool. Um, I think they'll write it that way. Mm-hmm. I think they'll write it as if, like, oh, Batman is coming back. And so people who want to assume that it's from the Dark Knight trilogy that can assume that. Sense. And people who want to say, like, no, 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 this is not in any way connected to the Dark Knight trilogy can do that, too. Uh, and then whatever seems to play best, they can, work, you know, so if if most people lo- end up looking at it like, oh, this is not at all related to the Nolan verse, then in a couple movies they can, like, they're going to make more movies. But in a couple movies they can do Joker again or something like that if if they feel comfortable with it. But Yeah, I, I, you know, we'll see what they do. I, I'm intrigued. Yeah. Um, and Affleck's in his 40s now. Like, yeah. is he going to get like, his own set of movies? Um, for Batman, I don't, I don't think so. I, I don't know how. I really if like. They do like every three years plus like the Batman Superman thing. Like he's gonna be fifty or something. I think their hope here it. is that this movie does well and that they finally have enough weight to throw around to do a Justice League movie or like start finding ways well, to make their movies be popular. But what's wrong with their movies has nothing to do with like they're not unpopular because of like some you know cultural stigma or anything like that they're unpopular because they haven't done a good job of making a great green lantern movie or a great wonder woman movie i think too though i mean remember avengers came out and iron man came out the next year yeah so i mean they could theoretically shoot this movie and have so much faith in it that they can make another batman movie oh that's true in 2016 Uh, in 2016 man because i mean it could happen I, I really hope, you know, I've said from the beginning, maybe not on the show, but I, I think this is a horrible idea and I don't have a lot of faith in this project. Um, <laughs> but the, uh, so I really hope they don't do that because I would rather see whatever movie Ben Affleck could spend his time making and directing and being, I'm more interested in Runner Runner than I am in a Batman Superman movie. Uh, so what? I, I straight up, in, I would, no, I'm, I'm just, I, I don't that think that movie looks convince great. me he could play Batman because he's like, he's beefier. Yeah. Like I think he is interesting in that movie. I don't think that movie looks great, but I mean, yeah, the you know, he looks like he's doing all. something different there. Um, um, I'm just saying. I think, I think he'll be like a Christian Bale though. I mean, Christian Bale does these huge movies and then he goes way back into smaller I'm, but if he's if he's doing a batman movie every year for th- two or three years in a row then he's not and, and we've had this argument yeah. before james i think when people pull up to your house with 50 million dollars i think you do it did he get audition? he already has 50 million dollars that's, that's a good question did you just walk in and say like no. you know i could play batman or warner, like warner hey brothers. can we test your voice real quick and like what's your athletic ability like right now warner brothers loves do you want to do much. this i mean or are they just like who, who do we like you <laughs> you're batman yeah i am batman <laughs> Um, I'm. Sh- It'd be interesting to know. I mean, maybe he got called in for a meeting, and because I- I'm yeah. pretty sure that's what happened. Uh, my guess is, you know, Snyder called him and said, "Hey, we're thinking. Who do I want to work with? Yeah, <laughs> he's like, hey, we're thinking about you know casting Batman. Would you be interested in playing Batman?" He says, yeah, sure. He's like, why don't you come to my office? Let's sit down and talk about what you'd bring to the character. If I was a director, that's what I would do. When he was already in the meetings anyway, because they'd been talking to him about doing a Justice League movie two years ago. Uh, about directing a Justice League movie, so 
he was already in the Warner Brothers DC camp. He probably was already on this project to some level, and you know, was in the room one well, day, and they were like, "You're you're an actor too. Why don't you just fucking do this? Do like, an impression yeah. of Batman for us." <laughs> yeah, while you <laughs> while you do your treatment. Yeah, I am right. the terror that flaps night. No, that's Darkwing Duck, motherfucker. <laughs> that's a movie I want to see. Dude, Darkwing Duck would be awesome. Yeah. How come they don't make kids' movies out of that? Anyway. Uh, so you also have... There's one more big piece, one piece of news. Of news. Yeah. Um, and again, we're going to bring the show down, so... <laughs> yeah. Um, so Elmore Leonard died this week, which, uh, I mean, okay, he's he's really old, and he, you know... Yeah, he lived a really good long life. This isn't a <laughs> terribly tragic thing, except for the fact that like I am gonna miss the hell out of this guy because he was. Um, there are very few people <laughs> who uh, are as prolific or has have been as prolific in Hollywood as he is. And yes, we we were arguing about this before the show because you guys were like, "Well, he didn't really." You know, he wrote stories that people base stuff on, but you you can't deny how. Oh no! I mean, how I was much this guy was in silly. movies? Yeah. I mean, no, he, I know he, he's. He's a really important writer. Um, it, it's it's a bummer because it seems like we're losing a lot of important writers lately. Yeah. Um, and, you know, I, I love his work. Uh, and how much more I can say. You, yeah. You're saying goodbye to a legend. Um, and that's... And almost, I would say, maybe even at the... Well, not the height. Probably the height of Elmore Leonard was like mid nineties. You know, yeah. when there was there was like an Elmore Leonard movie every couple of years. Um, I realize one of the ones that I keep seeing people name uh, when they talk about like really great movies he's done is Out of Sight, and I've never seen Out of Sight of you. Oh yeah, the George Clooney. And, yeah. Oh dude, it's brilliant. Is it? Oh shit! It's the only movie with Jennifer Lopez in it I watch. Really? Yeah. That's why I know. I swear, that's why I've never seen it because because I saw her on the cover and I was like, that looks schlocky. Yeah. And then I never saw it. I'll tell you this. It's like an R-rated kind of Ocean's Eleven where uh, George Clooney plays a con man and he's caught up in this uh, gangster life thing. And huh. they're shoot It's really good. You should check it out. I mean, uh, as a guy who has seen The Big Bounce, the fact that I have not seen that Elmore Leonard movie, mm-hmm. that's pretty bad. Brad, um, have you seen um, Out of Sight? Uh, no, I don't think I've seen that one. Oh, okay. Because yeah. oh, I was, I was just saying that's one of the ones that I saw on like people's top ten lists this week from Elmore Leonard that I've never seen, and I was really surprised. Um, it's the only so. J Lo movie I really watch. Yeah. <laughs> Besides Jersey Girl, because she G-Lee. dies at the beginning. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Um. So yeah, he's he's definitely gonna be missed. Um. I uh, I'm excited to see. This is this is a weird thing to say, but it's true. I'm excited to see what special stuff is on the uh, the next blu-ray for the next season of justified because i'm sure they're going to do something really cool to sort of oh, i gotta get uh, back season two. Oh, have you watched yeah, it yeah it's good oh dude we gotta talk about it well, anyway <laughs> um so yeah it's it's really too bad i'm gonna miss that guy but that's news that's news that's it this is stuff we've watched this week so uh yeah this is the stuff we've been watching Fuck, I watched so much shit. Did you? No, not really. Um, no. I saw Identity sure. Thief because my wife really wanted to watch it. Uh, it's not good. What? Uh, really? I, I don't know why you like that movie. I, the whole time I'm watching, I'm like, this movie sucks dick. <laughs> it's because you don't like fat chicks. No, it's not because I don't like fat chicks. It's because I don't like bad movies. Oh. <laughs> um, uh, it's it's really predictable. It's really... St- like, every everything they get into is just stupid. Um, I, I just couldn't get into it at all. Mm. That's so um, weird. That's the second, or no, not the second. But it makes me think back to Jason Bateman in that the Change Up movie, mm-hmm. um, which also I didn't watch the whole thing, but it didn't. Eh. 
I, mean, I think he's good in that, but I could not get into uh, this movie. Uh, Brad, I'm sorry. Refresh me why you liked it. I can't remember why you enjoyed it. I, I thought it was, I just thought it was funny, and like it actually has like an emotional core towards the and there when you find out like why she's uh, cl- mm-hmm. a klepto. Um, so I don't know. It just seems it, so it could have gone. It could have been really shallow, but did, they like they beefed up like a reason for her being such a. Did she grow up in a poor family? Uh, actually, I don't she, remember. She grew up with no, no family. She no didn't family. even know her own name. <laughs> yeah, I'm like how how would she possibly not know her name and go through life without ever knowing her name? Um. But yeah, I just couldn't get. There's some. There's some funny parts in it. Um, I like. Uh, I always like Jason Bateman because I always think he's likable. Um, but mm, the movie wasn't that yeah. funny, and the CGI snake was really fake. Oh yeah, definitely. <laughs> well, but you can say that about True Grit too. So that's that's harsh. Yeah, yeah but I, I don't know. And they always, man, I. It was just like, oh, we're going here. Now we're going here. Now this not funny thing, but supposed to be funny thing happens. Robert Patrick's in it, and he's some bounty hunter, and yeah, uh, whatever. Okay. Yeah. So, uh, Brad likes it. I didn't. Um, that's probably why it's like at thirty-five percent on the tomato meter, <laughs> because differencing opinions. Uh, but that's what's great about America. Matter. You can, someone can like it, someone cannot like it. Um, but you know, it's not a worse way. There's worse ways to spend two hours. Um, and I'll tell you about it right now. No, I'm just kidding. Yeah. <laughs> uh, I also. To this morning, I went and saw Your Next, which oh. is the new horror home invasion movie, and this movie is fucking fantastic. <gasps> um, it got a lot of... It's scary. I don't know if it's scary, but there's some pretty intense moments in it. Um, but it also is somewhat of a black comedy where they... Like, uh, a, like straight up a black comedy or like no. a satire sort of? Yeah, it's, it's hard to describe. Because you have to be able to laugh at people in pain. And they say lines like, uh, I can't remember. I can't remember exactly the lines because I'll deliver them wrong so I don't want to say them. Yeah. Um, But the movie is, uh, it's interesting. It takes place during this family's, uh, their parents' 35th wedding anniversary. And um, it opens with these two people just being slaughtered by these people in these animal masks. And... Um, and then it goes to this dinner party where they're attacked by a crossbow through the window. Um, and they're all being like systematically picked off. Um, and they set, and the, the killer set traps through, uh, in the house. And, uh, you find out that they were actually living in the house waiting for them to come home. Um, it, it, and there's, uh, there are some terrifying shots in it. There's, uh, what, what I, what I really liked about the movie is they had some clever moments in it. Where a lot of times, because I've seen so many horror movies, um, there's this shot, and I'm sure you guys know what I'm talking about, where someone looks under the bed, and the camera falls them under the bed, and then it comes back up, and the person's there. Yeah. In this movie, the person goes and looks under the bed, and the bad guy's there. Oh. <laughs> so, like, uh, your head plays with the cliches that you already know, and yeah. um, kind of twists them. Um, and what I really, really liked about it is the hero in the movie is some non-stupid chick <gasps> who fights back Yay! and doesn't put up with shit. Um, there's also like this, um, one of my favorite, uh, gags in the movie, uh, well, I don't know if you call it a gag, but, um, she was effects. Yes. She, it, there's this great, like, back and forth between her and the other, um, actress, where she's telling the story about um, 
the the one actress because she's kicking all these like bad guys' ass. Like this this one dude busts through the house and she beats him to death with like one of those crab uh, hammers. You know what I mean? Like they smash open cr- oh, yeah. shells. So she beats him to death and <clears throat> she's setting a trap where she's putting nails through boards underneath the windows. So if they come through the windows, they step on these boards. And the uh, the one other actress is saying, "Hey, how do you know all this stuff?" She says, "Well, I don't. I didn't even tell my boyfriend, but." Uh, my father was a doomsday guy, and so I'm a really big survivalist, and this stuff sticks with me. And so uh, later on, one of the bad guys is coming through the thing, and he looks down, and he sees the board with the nails. But what he doesn't know is you put another one right underneath it. So he sees the one, so he steps down and steps on it. Oh. And, dude, it's just it's like cool things like that, and she sets traps for him. And she doesn't like fuck around. If she gets him, she kills him. Um, it's like she's never like, oh, save me, save me. She, you know, she's setting traps. She's fucking killing him. Um and and there's uh, there's a couple twists in the movie that obviously I won't spoil because you guys haven't seen it. But if you like home invasion movies, um, I really like yes. this. <laughs> <laughs> I, I really like this movie. Um, yeah. it was it's fun. It had like big uh, ups and downs. It was intense. I, I don't think it was scary, but there was definitely um, intense moments in it. The and director is Chris Weingard, right? Adam Weingard. Adam Weingard. Yeah, and he did the first uh, on VHS two the first uh, yeah. movie with the. The eyeball, yeah, eyeball thing. Yeah, uh, the one guy in it, I think, is in the first VHS. He wasn't in the second one. I, I forget his name, but he's he's one of the guys in the movie. You remember one of the actors, you mean? Yeah, yeah. one of the actors. Um, yeah, that sounds good. Yeah, I mean, I, I hate home invasion movies, and they will scare the shit out of me because I'm a pussy, but uh, that, uh, that actually gets me interested. Yeah, because, um, you know, what I like is I don't, because they did make her scared. I mean, she was scared, obviously. Right. But she fought Within, back. Yeah. She didn't. She didn't, like. There's parts where well, she stabs she, guys with ice picks, and she knows the danger is real, but fear is a choice. Ooh! <laughs> <laughs> After Earthshot. Hey, remember that movie? Uh, oh, I remember no. the trailer. <laughs> um, oh, I need to see that movie. Uh, and then the last two things I saw. I get, uh, well, I saw three things, and then we can wrap it up with what we all saw. Um, me and Brad uh, watched Shaun of the Dead and Hot Fuzz as well. Um, and obviously, everybody's seen these movies, I hope. Uh, if not, what are you doing? Yeah. Shaun of the Dead is one of my favorite movies ever, and I haven't seen it in a while. And, mm. you know, I got it on Blu-ray, so I was like, oh, I finally got it on Blu-ray. Can't wait to watch it. And uh, it, it's so brilliant. That movie, I think, is one of the smartest movies I've ever seen. Um, there's so many callbacks to um, I, I think one of the most amazing scenes in any movie is actually two scenes in, from that movie. At the beginning of the movie, he walks to the the gas station or the market, and the camera follows him and is yeah. panning him. He does the exact same movements and the exact same camera track and tracks, but with zombies now. Yeah, and there's just so little like clever. You know, when he goes into the cooler and he slips on the blood and he doesn't notice it, and and he gets a cornetto <laughs> for a. Yeah, um, I love all the background class. jokes and oh, like man. seeing it again. Uh, there's stuff like ten years later. I still like. I, I, maybe I'm forgetting that I remember, like, saw it the first time, but there's I'm seeing new stuff. Yeah, even ten years later. I mean, all like, the zombies in the background, like they're in the movie before they're zombies, and yeah. then they show up again. And I, I missed a few of them the first time I saw it. And the guy in the bar with like the like, the cowboy boots, <laughs> mm-hmm. who's like the polygamist. Yeah. Well, he claimed to be polygamist. Yeah. Like he's later on like being eaten and like as they're walking through the backyards and the fence is like mm-hmm. exposed. Being eaten by his wives, yeah. Yeah, by his wives. Like I never picked up on that and there's like a little quick shot to the boots that you know, I yeah. should have picked up on before. And you know that one shot where the kids and husband are running away from their mom who's a zombie um, and Martin Freeman's in it. 
Uh, yeah, I forgot he yeah, was in it. I didn't even remember he was in it because yeah. obviously I didn't really know who he was until Sherlock and obviously The Hobbit. Yeah, back then he was doing Hitchhiker's Guide and that. Yeah, and then, you know, he's the boyfriend on the other group. And uh, there's just so many clever things in that movie. Well, um, and uh, it's um, Jessica Stevens, I think is her mm-hmm. name now, yeah. after she got married. is the is like the Yeah, she was Heinz first or something. Yeah. yeah. Um, from, from space, basically, yeah. is the... We've all seen space, right? Oh, yeah. Okay. Oh, yeah. yeah, yeah. brilliant. I I was well, the reason I was so excited to see this is the end or um, the world's end at the Alamo was because I was like I want to see what parts of space do they show beforehand <laughs> they did they did oh they yeah did, yeah fantastic um, but yeah you know Shaun of the Dead is so good um, there's here's, here's my big pussy moment was uh, watching it again that part where Ed's in the cellar and he's mm-hmm. been eating or whatever and then he uh, he farts mm-hmm. and then. Uh, 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 Sean's laughing, and then he pulls out the cigarette, and like, there's that wide shot where he's like, put their foreheads together, and like, accept the fact that like, we have to split up at that point. Mm-hmm. It's like heartbreaking for some it reason is. this time around. Mm. You know, uh, the, the and there's just the dialogue is so clever. There's some lines that I for I, that I really listen to, and I don't know if because I put it on my surround sound, but the part where uh, David has a gun pointed at Sean, and he says. He's a lecture. No, I'm a something. Well, he looks like one. Yeah. <laughs> and he's a twat. Yeah. <laughs> Stuff like that is uh, brilliant. And how they wrap it. And I mean, it starts as a zany comedy, but it unfolds into like a real horror zombie movie where yeah. it just, un- I mean, it comes crashing down and um, it's it's wonderful. It's enough of a horror movie that my mom doesn't really like watching it because of that one scene when the dude gets ripped apart at the oh, end. Oh yeah, that one's bad. Because it's a like <laughs> that's a real that's like a real gore effect. There oh yeah, that she it's, is not uh, used to seeing because she's sheltered. Well, your mom rang around, <laughs> 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 and then your mom rang again, wondering if I wanted to her- eat her out. What? Aww. So no on the mom. <laughs> <laughs> Wasn't true about your mom there. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Uh, and there's a great, uh, if you're a hu- huge zombie movie fan, um, Sean's mom is named Barbara. And in Night of the Living Dead, the big running joke at the beginning is, they're coming to get you, Barbara. And so Nick Frost has a line where he says, we're coming to get you, Barbara. Yeah. And if you're a big horror movie fan, it's awesome. That's awesome. Um, so if you haven't seen Shaun of the Dead, come on. It's, it's, yeah, what are you doing? It's brilliant. Um, and then Hot Fuzz is also brilliant. Yeah. Um, again, Nick Frost, Simon Pegg, they play uh, cops in this town that seems I- like the ideal town you want to live in, and it has a sinister secret. And it's hilarious and funny. Um, that's the that's the movie where Edgar Wright starts to really show off how spoilers for later how good he's getting at action. Oh yeah, because his his action sequences in that movie are really fun and in, and the things that he's doing there with like repetition and stuff like that that like I look at it now and it almost seems amateurish by comparison to the stuff he does in Scott Pilgrim and this movie because um, I watched it not too long ago and like it's good but. He's doing better now. Well, yeah, I, but I mean, he's playing so many homages to so many yeah. um, classic action movies. And, and to me, I still laugh out loud. I laugh so hard every time he drop kicks that old lady. <laughs> <laughs> I just, yeah. every time. Yeah. <laughs> it's just, it's just something about it. And uh, two, uh, Simon Pegg is such a great actor and I don't think he gets a lot of credit for it. Uh, in Shaun of the Dead, he plays kind of a bumbling loser, but you like him. Um, in Hot Fuzz, you believe him that he's this badass cop. Yeah. You know, just from that opening monologue, my name's Nicholas Angel. <laughs> you know? Yeah. 
Uh, An annoying overachiever. Too. Yeah, exactly. And, and Martin Freeman's in that too. He's one of the inspectors. Mm-hmm. Um, you want me to go upstairs Bill, all the way? Bill Nye. <laughs> oh, make another appearance. Yeah, Bill Nye. He's so great. Yeah. Hello, Sean. <laughs> um, he, you know, he's one of those. Bill Nye. He's one of those actors too that I just love and everything. Yeah. I just watched. I, I didn't talk about it, but I watched Dead Man's Chest. He is so good. Yeah. As uh, Davy Jones. Yeah. Or, um, and he's he just has such a presence whenever he's on screen. But Hot Fuzz is a brilliant movie. Mm-hmm. Um, you should, if you haven't seen it, come on. Yeah. <laughs> and there's also Cornetto in there. You want to go to the shop? We were just at the shop. I mean, another one. <laughs> <laughs> they go a couple times. <laughs> yeah, they do. <laughs> um, it, it, and, you know, the, one of my favorite scenes actually in Hot Fuzz is when he confronts oh, two James Bonds in his movies, when he mm, confronts yeah. uh, Timothy Dalton. And he has that huge plan laid out, and it, it's so well cut, and it's so intense, and mm-hmm. um, I love it. So if you haven't seen Hot Fuzz, come on, guys, with the Again. program. Yeah. And the last thing we all saw together, um, we went to the Alamo Draft House and experienced Sleepaway Camp on the big screen. Yeah. Now, I have seen this movie, and you two have not, correct? Not prior to that. Not yeah. prior. Oh, okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, I'd never seen it. Um, for those of you who don't know what we're talking about, a uh, friend of the podcast, and he did an interview with us last year at Mile High Horror Fest. Hey, we'll be there again Friday, I mean Saturday, October 6th. Mm-hmm. Um, Jonathan Tiersten was there, and uh, we kind of, uh, I kind of partnered up with him and promised to, you know, um, pimp his movie out and and stuff like that. And welcome to the podcast, Zach Eastman. Hey, look hey. who it is. Hey. Sometimes, sometimes directors just walk in. Yeah. Sometimes it just happens. Yeah, to show up. I'm sorry I was late, guys. I uh, had a bit of issues with uh, my travel arrangements. I'm heading out to LA, as you guys all yep. know. Oh, okay. Yeah. So. Yeah. Um, yeah. We were, you know. You that's... know how Kevin Smith hates Southwest Airlines. I say fuck American Airlines. Oh no. <laughs> oh man. Oh yeah. Crazy, crazy travels. So. Never makes it easy, does it? They they never do. Um, I literally was on the phone for like, I want to say, a good 45 minutes on hold, mm-hmm. waiting for a. Uh, somebody to let me know that I had to leave a day later. So I mm. had to complain to a manager and got a little crazy. So gotcha. did they, they help you out? They did. They got me a flight on the day that I wanted to. And then they got me a flight back out here cause I'm driving uh, my car back over to LA. So it's uh, oh, okay. been crazy, but I'm going out on the 30th to go. Uh, I'm going to universal city. I'm um, cool. going to go walk the town and then I'm going to Hollywood Babylon later on in the evening. So nice. awesome. Neat made a day for myself. Yeah, it'll be nice. I am very <laughs> amused yeah. now. Watch a real podcast. Shut his mic off. Turn his mic off. <laughs> <laughs> Fucking Eastman. <laughs> Shit. Babble the fuck off. Good night, everybody. <laughs> <laughs> um, Maddie never does that on the show. He just tells really long drug stories. <laughs> Man. About how he got drops acid one night and looks, looks at trees. <laughs> yeah, he does that a lot. No, uh, but anyway, but, th- thank you for having me. <laughs> oh, welcome back. Uh, you showed up at the right time. We were corresponding over the week. Uh, uh, Zach also watched Sleepaway Camp this week. Oh, had you ever uh, seen it before? No. Okay, yeah, this is so, perfect. Um, so Brad and I had never seen it, and Ryan had seen it before. Uh, of course, I've seen it. I'm a big, obviously, slasher movie fan, mm-hmm. and I actually stumbled across on this uh, these mo- Sleepaway Camp on accident. I um, 
when I was younger and uh, more irresponsible, I would just go to Best Buy and buy random DVDs. And one of them was a Sleepaway Camp survival kit, mm-hmm. and it had all three Sleepaway Camps in it. I don't know what I did with it. Um, but I had the first one, and I always remember the first one because of the ending. Right. And uh, <laughs> the other two are not very good. I just And I remember the second one, I told Zach this. Uh, uh, it's this girl who has a backpack, and she has a Jason and mask and a Freddy claw in it. I'm like, oh, I loved it. I loved yeah, the- I saw that poster you were talking yeah. about. It, it looked really cool. It looked really interesting. I watched um, on Netflix, they have uh, Sleepaway Camp 2 and Sleepaway Camp 3. Mm. So I watched both of those. Um, they do not hold up. <laughs> they're no. not they're they're not anything memorable whatsoever. <laughs> wow. The fourth one is fantastic though. Is it really? Oh yeah, it's uh it's by the same director. Mm-hmm. Uh has the same uh girl who did that creepy stare that we all remember and love. <laughs> yeah. And uh so I would definitely recommend it. Oh but, cool. Yeah. You know, uh the first one though. No. Oh god. So that's a movie. <laughs> so, yeah, so uh I was just telling the boys, you know, Jonathan Tierson became a, f- a friend of mine and a friend of the podcast and he was doing a live little thing at the Alamo Draft House. And we all decided, you know, go support him and see the movie. Because this is the 30th anniversary, correct? The 30th anniversary yeah. of the movie. Um, and, you know, I nerded out. He called me out a couple times by name. He did. You know, it's one of those things where, like, does he even know who I am? And then after the show, Jonathan says, hey, where's the real nerds at? And he gave me uh, a John Dozy t-shirt from his movie, The Perfect House. Um, Which is so cool. Yeah. <laughs> and you guys, awesome. I have to let you guys borrow these. You guys check it out. Um, the shirt? No, I don't need the no, shirt. No, not the shirt. I mean, <laughs> Once you wear the shirt, it's yours. What? <laughs> I, I know you've been wearing it all week to bed. I know it's I, true. That's true. Um, Falling asleep. Oh, but I should let you guys borrow the perfect <laughs> house just to watch Jonathan's part in it. Yeah. The rest of it, it's good. It's all right. But he's really good in it. Um, yeah. mm-hmm. Anyway, Sleepaway Camp is a story about um, kids going to camp and there is um, a killer at the camp. There Ooh. is. <laughs> there is. And who is the killer? Well, everyone thinks it's Jonathan Tierson's character. Cousin Ricky. <laughs> well, he's the most menacing. <laughs> he is. He sure, is. they do. Uh, yeah. So, anyways, I didn't get your guys' reaction to the movie because at Alamo, we were actually kind of busy. I was talking to Jonathan, uh, ho- yeah, hopefully, yeah, hopefully for uh, future projects. And uh, <laughs> just kidding, I know he's going to do one. Um, and James was talking to the Alamo for uh, yeah. securing uh, a filming spot for episode three of our pod show. Stay tuned for that. Yeah. Um, so. Uh, I didn't get a chance to see what your guys' thought about the movie. Um, Brad, we'll start with you. What did you think of Sleepaway Don't Camp? Don't put me on the spot here. Fuck no, you. I'm going to put you on the spot. Um, I'm glad, hearing uh, Jonathan Tierson's q and I'm glad to find out that the director intentionally made this funny. <laughs> <laughs> because it was hilarious, and it's, yeah. not, it's not meant to be serious at all. Um, and all the like little gags in it, like all the bad delivery of lines. Uh, Jonathan Tierson is the only actor in the movie who is actually like... Who comes across as a normal person in the movie? Mm-hmm. Yeah, he's Everyone legitimately else is like good. ridiculous, over the top. Uh, that old man who runs the camp and is kind of like, <laughs> "Oh, get him, Meg!" Yeah, yeah. Why? Yeah, shut up, Meg. <laughs> I said that <laughs> during the movie. Uh, yeah, why does why does Meg suddenly like want to go on a date with that old old oh, man? I have no idea. That's so weird. Um, so good. Yeah, like she's been just waiting for that. Um, yeah, and then of course, like all the. You know, bitchy girls are annoying, but um, yeah, Jonathan Tiersen is the only one who actually like, y- like that character actually has like weight to him in the movie. You know, yeah, and um, like he, he actually like he's the only character you, you see like have real emotion. Like he cares about his sister and stuff, and everyone else is just like, oh, I'm the pedophile cook and <laughs> yeah, that uh, that was weird. I'm the I'm the <laughs> yeah yeah. yeah Wait to start a movie out with pedophilia, okay? Um. <laughs> And yeah, great no, choice, guys. <laughs> like all of his friends are like, you know, just heightened cliches of shitty people. And it's just, I, oh yeah, like the like the mean girl at camp who is 
somebody somebody chewing scenery in like a sequel to Mean Girls would not be as poorly delivered as this girl. There is a sequel to Mean Girls. <laughs> yeah, um, <laughs> Mean Girls. Overall, I'm glad to hear that it's like <laughs> not set out to be like a you know, like a real slasher movie. It's right. Yeah, it's making yeah. fun of itself. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, and I make the audience uncomfortable too. I I think there is some of the stuff in that movie that is probably just bad. Um, not not intentionally bad, like just schlocky and campy, you know. Um, Pun. Yeah, and it's right. super gay. I'll tell you that <laughs> with all the costumes, oh, so many short shorts. Every short every time that some guy shows up in dudes. the back with like yeah the, the like funny yeah. little. See, Belly shirts, or the dude who wore like the super tight like red shorts. He just saw oh, his, yeah, like the big dogs, like yeah. walking around <laughs> while he's talking. He's like, "Angela, you are white." I mean, yeah. come on, like right <laughs> next to some girl, like her yeah. head's almost in her crotch. It's one of those funny things where like the audience would be laughing, and at first I'd be like, "Why are they laughing?" And then I'd be like, "Oh, oh, oh," because I'm staring at this, this dude's dick. Like, and everyone laughs when it wiggles. Like, <laughs> clearly, this is I'm sitting in a room of 200 people staring at a man's dick. <laughs> like we are all doing this together. Now like, you remember how I felt when I watched Forgetting Sarah Marshall when he went, I got a surprise for you. <laughs> I actually came in late to that movie, so I didn't see that in the theater. <laughs> uh, but I'm confused about one thing. Did uh, the super bitchy girl, uh, did she get murdered because uh, she shoved a uh, hot curler in her vagina? I don't know. Right? It's just know. a shadow gag. Yeah. yeah. I don't know, I don't know where the it. curling iron goes. Yeah. I don't it know if looks she just, like, like burned her on her skin or like yeah. it went in there. Because she's also it's like, like a Tootsie Pop. We may never know. Because yeah. <laughs> <laughs> she's also like suffocating her. So she could have died from asphyxia. Yeah. Because yeah. she puts her, you know, the pillow over her after she's knocked out from punch. Yeah. But yeah. they do a lot <laughs> of like. Yeah. Bam. But they go through the trouble of like doing the shadow on the wall and like yeah. and separating the curler so like it opens up. Yeah, but uh, I think it's more menacing. Like it's one of those things that's very menacing, but you don't entirely know what it's for. It might be the smartest thing because it's like it's left up to your imagination, which makes yeah. things ten times right. scarier. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, so then you're sitting there being like, "Oh my god, what could they? Yeah, where'd, where'd she put it?" But you know, too. I mean, the story is actually pretty good when it's dealing with the cousin Ricky and his <laughs> uh, his cousin Angela, where he's trying to get her out of her shell, and the boy trying to you know coming to her and stuff, and. If you get rid of all that schlocky stuff, I mean, it's not the, a horrible story. I, I don't think I, it, I don't think it's too bad. Like, I mean, really, if you think about it, at the end of the day, like that movie is like it's trying to like capture some some form of the '80s of some sort. Like, I don't know how would you describe it? Like making fun of all these slasher films, making fun of all these like different like uh, a bunch of kids go into a camp or a cabin in the woods and stuff like that. Like it it's definitely not cabin in the woods of its day, but it definitely like has like moments where it's trying to, you know, push something more forward and I think it is mostly just Angela getting out of her shell. Mm-hmm. And Angela obviously is the most prominent part of that movie clearly. <laughs> and so when you watch her that weird stares. Oh god, that can we jump forward to that well, ending? Or? Hold on, hold on. Okay. Before we get there, I want to talk about her weird mom. Yeah, I want to say. Um, no. So everybody probably knows I am the guy who doesn't really like horror movies, and mm-hmm. I don't. You know, slasher films straight up are the thing I don't like about horror movies. You're the guy who enjoyed Creature, so I have a lot of. I didn't enjoy Creature. Presence. I laughed the whole time, so I don't think that's fair. Um, I I really enjoyed my time with this, and yes, it was really funny. I also think this movie is brilliant, and I. I told the, the the girl who was working at the Alamo afterwards because we were talking. I was like, I want them to Evil Dead this movie. St- like, st- if somebody took this movie and took these ideas about like, 
you know, weird, bizarre, like confused sexualism and that kind of stuff. And, and also, you know, the story of, of Angela, like coming out of her show with this boy that kind of likes her and what's going on there, especially when you know, cause I knew the ending going in. And so when you know that, like that whole relationship is is very fascinating the relationship between the cousins is is actually it's good in this movie and in a movie that takes this very seriously could be brilliant um if somebody did a hardcore remake of this movie i i think it would be as good as evil dead was this year who would you who would you get for that though i don't know i I think you would have to get unknowns ryan because i would never want (laughs) this I'll just be the no, dick at the yeah, end. He just, yeah. Yeah. Um, He's Angela at the end. <laughs> yeah, I, I, I really enjoyed this movie. I, hmm. I did, um, and it's the ending is bad, and I, I, not the reveal. I mean, like the fact that there's the reveal, and then they just whitewash the screen and start rolling the credits. <laughs> like, just keep staring at her face. Like, yeah, that's messed up and stupid. Like, it, it just, it's a. It's a dud ending, but uh, I I I hesitate to say I loved this movie. I love the idea of this movie. It, like it's one of those films. Like I don't know. Like I, you hear about it so many times. Like I think I heard one podcast talk about it, but they like mention it for like five seconds. And later to uh, earlier today, I was uh, sitting around and I uh, found uh, the podcast. Um, uh, how did this get made? I hadn't listened to it in a while. Mm, yeah. I went into their back episodes and they spend an hour and 30 minutes talking about that ending. It's, it's a two hour podcast. An hour and 30 minutes is dedicated to them talking about that ending. Yeah. It's ridiculous. And when I saw the ending, I called, uh, uh, I, I, well, first of all, I, I talked to you about it. <laughs> yeah. At one point, I went on Facebook and tried to make sense of it. And then I called Brad today to uh, uh, confirm everything for today before everything got all fucked up. And I was telling him about the ending. And I think I spent a good, like, five or six minutes talking his head off about this <laughs> ending and how it, it unnerved me. Like, I grew up, like, in a very suburban neighborhood. <laughs> like, this was oh, not yeah. an ending that I would have seen as a kid. Like, my dad wouldn't have come home and said, hey, kids, you want to watch Sleepaway <laughs> Camp? <laughs> oh, yeah. Yeah, me neither. But I don't think a, anybody else would have. The confusion yeah. was your sexual confusion, right? <laughs> by it. it was because I really, 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 really wanted a dick. <laughs> the face is cute, but man, that dick. Because <laughs> yeah. as we all know, I don't have one. Um, and she Aww. suddenly has a college man's body. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's that's part of what's actually so unnerving about that last shot is yeah. that like her body is so disformed. Like it looks like it, it looks like size creepy. And, like, yeah. Well, know. and because she's because it's an adult male's body and it's supposed to be a little girl. So like again, if you did it spoilers. today, yeah. So spoilers. It's a it's actually a dude. If you did it today, it would be like let the right one in where suddenly there would be this really fucked up thing you didn't want to see. Um, and man, that, in fact, that's how I would write this movie. It's, you know, do you think that's how they kind of wrote, let the right, let the right one in? Because I, I feel like that film took a lot of cues from sleepaway camp in a weird way. Well, I mean, like when I think about it, like when I think about it, like, like retroactively, like it seems like that yeah. there's a lot of like different like cues that they take from it. I don't think so because Let the Right One In is based on a book, and the what what he's doing there with having big spoilers for Let the Right One In, um, having her be revealed to be a castrated boy, um, that that all plays into um, 
the fact that she's a vampire, mm-hmm. and I, it's been a while since I saw. I, I had no but, idea that was a yeah. book prior. So yeah, yeah, oh, yeah, that's, yeah. That's the American version is better. I, I actually, <laughs> I actually agree because they, mm. if for no other reason that they remove that sequence, because I think that that sequence and let the right one in confuses the plot more than it actually. Uh, it's interesting and shocking, but I think it it confuses the end of that moving more than it deserves. Yeah, I, I th- well, I think the reason I think the American one's better too is I think the acting's way better in it. I agree. Uh, oh yeah, I, I would agree with that. Like I mean, like, and I didn't, I didn't hate um, this the Swedish version. I think it's Swedish. Yeah. Um, but the American version just felt more personal, and it yeah. had this like '80s vibe to it. Like, I don't know if Matt Reeves was going for that specifically. Yeah. But he, oh yeah. Had a very nice like Americana tone to yeah. it for something that like, like I didn't experience it, but like maybe you guys did. It's sure not just because it's easier older. to relate to because it is American. I, I, that, I'm sure that, that's some of it, yeah. I, but that, I also that think could that's definitely fair. be it. Like, you know, <laughs> but, but see, too, I, I, I don't think that's fair because I think the American version is a better movie. Like, no. it, it's because just because there's a foreign movie that came first doesn't make it a better movie no, yeah. because I it's Americanized. I think it, the American movie is made better. It's if, made better by the like the way like what whatever culture like you're in, you're gonna relate to something a little bit more. Like I'm yeah. sure that we're all gonna love the old boy remake. No. Just as much. <laughs> because, <laughs> oh, you guys aren't. I am. <laughs> whoa, 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 whoa. You're going to get your own motto. Hold on. You're going to uh, movie before you've seen it. Hold on, hold on, hold on. Uh, first, I want to say the <laughs> underwater sequence in the Swedish version is way better than Let Me In. If that weren't true, then Let Me In on every count would be a better movie. I would agree uh, with that. I also think, and I was going to bring up Old Boy, I do think that, especially when it comes to the acting in a movie like Old Boy, where um, I think a lot of the tension and drama comes from, you know, the characters and what's going on and what they're thinking, it's harder to relate to that stuff in a foreign film when both the language uh, is different, you know, because you can read the subtitles, yes, but you don't get the inflection. Mm-hmm. And the inflection is so important on in a movie like that um, that, sure, if it's, a, if it's a genre film, you know, if it's Nightwatch, Nightwatch, you can remake in America, it's never going to be as good. Because the actual story of that movie doesn't matter as much as the visuals that are cool. Mm-hmm. Um, but with a movie like Old Boy or Let the Right One in where it's this heavy drama, especially with kids, I think that having it be in your native language does make a big difference. Does that mean that the remake, the reboot or whatever, or the, the American remake is automatically better? No, but it means that it's allo- it should be allowed to be better for you than the original because it works for you more than the original would. I, I, I'm just. That's fine. That would probably explain why I had a very uh, bad reaction to the poster at Alamo Drafthouse last night. For old boy. <laughs> yeah, that oh. I don't know. Like it, it felt cool, but at the same time, like I felt like this isn't a Spike Lee poster. Yeah. I, like I started I associating it right with the filmmaker, and it got like it. It, it kind of ruined it for me a little. Well, bit. if he has white people say horrible racist things, and we know it's a Spike Lee movie. Yeah. <laughs> I, you know, I I don't. <laughs> I don't not look forward to Old Boy just because I don't really like Old Boy. I don't look forward to Old Boy because I don't really like Spike Lee. Oh. So that's a different. It's a totally different thing. You, hey, James, always do the right thing. No, Spike <laughs> Lee is horrible. Oh, Inside Man is good. Uh, Inside Man is the best movie he's made, except oh, for those scenes gosh. that he, he watch, just wedges in there about race. Watch uh, Jungle Fever. I, I know it's it's a very I know it's a very like <laughs> race centric. <laughs> I, I have. It's fucking Ryan horrible. Looked me in a way where I was just like, <laughs> he's like, you're, you're trying, trying to hit me. <laughs> he's, he's like trying to blow my mind. He's like, you really need to see Jungle Fever, old boy. 
pow, <laughs> dude. That's where Spike Lee got it right. I actually no. do think that's where he got it really? right. It's horrible. <laughs> Spike Lee's a horrible director. I think uh, I don't know. I think Jungle Fever, Mo Better Blues, um, Malcolm X, obviously is one of those. Malcolm X, I think, is one of those films that everybody can agree, no matter whether or not you're a. <laughs> but I'm a history. <laughs> but I'm a history guy, and it's not very accurate. Yeah. So uh, I, I have I have issues with that. They're, they're, sort of Oliver Stone's it, movie. But it's still that's like harsh, it's but. still one of those movies where it's like it's it's the scale of it. Like that scale See, is so amazing. But when you try to when you try to make Malcolm <laughs> going X, off on Spike Lee now. When you try great. to make Malcolm X, how do I say it without being an asshole? Do it, dude. <laughs> Making Malcolm X into some sort of really righteous hero is not right because no matter what anybody says about him his methods weren't always the best and when you're comparing him to martin luther king eh, have an issue with that too oh whatever i mean it's 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 a preference i'm not really specifically like talking about the content it's just the scale of it like the Mm -hmm. scale of that movie like the fact that it's i think it's like two hours and 30 minutes long or something like that like that's amazing my life i'll never get back (laughs) oh (laughs) Um, what you're saying is you th- whatever. Bottom yeah. line, bottom line, you guys don't like Spike Lee. I, I think Miracle Tana, <laughs> Miracle Tana is one of the worst things I've ever seen in theaters. I love the beginning, and I, of that and movie. I saw Creature. Just saying, <laughs> oh. at least at least Miracle at say or at least Creature, I was entertained because it was so bad. Miracle Tana, I was just bored and confused why it was so racist against black people. <laughs> There's a little Italian boy who runs around talking about the the, the chocolate giant, and I'm like, really. That's it, that's a, that's a, just a form of filmmaking that like doesn't exist. Like Spike Lee's very specific and he's very like obnoxious. It's Tyler Perry. We're not going down this road, Ryan. <laughs> oh. Not after not after I recommended everything to you this week. <laughs> oh, we're man. not we're not sharing a moment and then ruining it like this. <laughs> Man. Just saying, we all placate to somebody. Uh, uh, anyways, yeah. the ending to Sleepaway Camp. Yeah, it's, um, oh, oh, it's a dude. Is a dude, and uh, it is. I think it is pretty uh, terrifying when it's like, <laughs> and then you see like a dick flapping around. Well, it's not even flapping. Around. Yeah. I'm just kidding. It's um, not even like that. Like I don't know. Like okay, yes, they make the sound. She makes the sound like. And then all of a sudden. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> just turns to the camera as if, like I was yeah. just like, that's how I'm gonna end. Walt met a girl. It's <laughs> just, <laughs> just Maddie waving around his dick. And turns to the camera, yeah, and turns and to the camera. Then it out. Yeah, credits. Um, but it was, you know, seen have seen that movie uh, a few times, and seeing it with an audience was definitely more fun because um, people enjoyed it. And um, how many people do you think were like first time viewers? Yes, they raised their hands. I yeah. think I looked yeah. like maybe thirty people because I I turned around and looked, and you know that's probably more than it got in the first week at box office. But wow! <laughs> well, it, well uh, actually, Jonathan was talking about it before, and he said it actually did pretty well. It was when a it hit out. when like it came it, out. Yeah. It, really, yeah, yeah. it opened up oh, decently. Yeah, yeah. yeah. All right, and it's, it was interesting listening to him talk too because he disowned the movie for the longest time. And well, his he, name is spelled wrong in the credits. Well, his name is spelled wrong. Brad oh, you saw went back that. and looked at it? Yeah, oh, he, he was yeah. right. Um, because he asked Jonathan, he said, hey, is your name spelled wrong in the credits? It is! <laughs> <laughs> he just pointed it out like a dick. <laughs> well, well he, had, he, he gave us a copy of his CD, and like I noticed it when I was watching it, it's like, but I didn't have anything to check it against. Mm-hmm. So when I looked at the back of his CD to check the copyright and stuff, it was oh, like, okay. oh, it is spelled wrong. And I forget, what he, was t- he was he was conversing with Ryan, and I forget like where the break was, mm-hmm. but I was just like... Um, 
you know, by the way, d- did they spell your name wrong in the credits? And yeah, he just kind of yeah. shrugged and like, yeah. yeah. <laughs> um, but it, I regret it was, nothing. It was interesting <laughs> that he, he was so against the movie and he disowned it and he wasn't like a fan of it. Cause, and he, I, I'm going to get him on the show this year at Mile High Horror because I really want him to explain because he kind of did. But oh, yeah. I, I don't know how much he wants to go in, but he's talking about how his life was difficult at that time. Mm-hmm. And, um, Seems like his parents' divorce like, is re- a really affected. affected and part so, of he, his life. Uh, so he distanced himself from it. And then when Alamo did the 20th anniversary in San Antonio and invited him out there, he said he realized that people loved this movie and that maybe he should get back into acting and um, you know, embrace this movie. And it was kind of fun when he was on there and. You're saying, I, you know, this is the biggest I think I've ever seen this movie. And how do people not know that's me standing in the doorway? <laughs> wearing a wig? And, uh, yeah, it's, it, it's so, that's really touching. Yeah, no, oh, it's yeah. really no, cool. He, no, he's a he's a really cool guy, and mm-hmm. um, he's one of those people. And I, I was seeing, seeing this when he was in there. T- I mean, he sat down and talked to us the whole time. When we were at uh, half, instead of playing his set that he said he was going to yeah, play. I, I yeah, I feel like Alamo was a little bit peeved that he never actually played any music. <laughs> so were some of the people waiting there. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Um, but it was, it was interesting because he was talking to us and he was uh, so nice. And then uh, James, who he told me before the movie that this is his favorite movie. And he was like uh, envious that we knew who Jonathan Tiersten was. And he was sat there and he waited so patiently for Jonathan to uh, quit talking to me about just a bunch of things so he could take a picture with Jonathan. Really? And I oh, felt I like I'm like, that. I'm that guy now. I'm that guy <laughs> who knows an actor who someone's trying to get their attention to take their picture. <laughs> but and they I'm, won't it's shut like, up. It's like uh, you didn't you feel, you Stan didn't, Winston stuff. You didn't feel that way on the 31st when I was hanging out with you? <laughs> <I did>. <laughs> <laughs> Wait, 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 wait. What's Stan Winston stuff? <laughs> A3, I think, 2003 or 2004. Yeah. Uh, you know, we were just going around the convention uh, floor or whatever, and uh, all of a sudden, like, Ryan recognizes Stan Winston. No. He's talking to, like, two other guys, and uh, we're, like, he's probably, like, as far away from us as that closet is right now. Maybe, like, 10 feet. 10 feet. And oh. so we're sitting there, like, waiting, like, maybe these guys are going to, like, break off, and then we'll get to, like, you know, say hi, Stan Winston. But they just kind of st- started chatting, and, like, you could see Winston, like, eyeballing us mm-hmm. like and then we kind of got the impression like hey i'm this is important yeah so we kind of just decided yeah, to not, not that he was away. being a jerk he was just yeah in busy and i'm like I, it's like i just want to tell him that i really liked his work and stuff yeah and uh but he was obviously in a real conversation with people so we're like i guess we'll just leave him be oh, yeah. I, well, I don't how even back was this 2003 or four yeah one of those two because i saw stan winston back in 07 like right before he died like he was doing this werewolf movie or something at yeah cursed, yes. yeah and they, oh was it cursed it wasn't skinwalkers I thought it was Skinwalkers. Uh, I know he did Cursed too. Yeah, okay. it was one of those. I know two. he did a lot of press for Skinwalkers. I know it was. I know it was one of them because they were like Stan Winston featuring Stan Winston's yeah. effects or something like that. Yeah, yeah. But like, I saw him at Comic Con. He was like, you know, at that point, he had looked like he had been like, he was done. Like, oh, he, he looked like he was done, but he was a nice guy. You know, I shook his hand, talked to him for like a good, like, solid minute or something, and then left. You know, it was the equivalent of me like that story, though, is the equivalent of me trying to meet Tobin Bell at uh, at <laughs> Comic-Con for Saw. Nice. But like what I what happened was when I tried to get his autograph and it failed, I left and I'm walking down the hall at Comic-Con. I'm walking right across from one end to the other. And all of a sudden, like I'm just stopping to look at my phone and I look up at Tobin Bell and he's down there. And all of a sudden. <laughs> Tobin Bell just stares at me. <laughs> That's a nervous. And I was just like, am I the next victim? <laughs> I want to play a little game. <laughs> I don't. I don't. Think I, shut I, the I fuck up. <laughs> I, 
as a filmmaker Move and, to the back of the line. and cutting film. <laughs> now I'm going to cut you. If you're going to, if you're going to, your goal is to cut this 16 millimeter film in 15 minutes. If you don't, then Diana will die. <laughs> like, who's Diana? Shut up. <laughs> if you only knew. Oh. I, I honestly, I don't think I could have been nice. I, I don't yeah. think I could have walked away from you Sam interrupted him. You yeah. interrupted him. I, like, it was I, getting to the point where it we, seemed like he was like, can you guys stay here because these fanboys are going to come talk to me and I don't want to deal with that right now. Uh, <laughs> See, I didn't get that. But uh, guard me. <laughs> but I, uh, and I, were, we, were we doing the show when he died? I feel like we talked about his death on the show. 2011 is when this show started. Yeah. This would have been way so, before yeah, he died, like no. around 07 or 08. Yeah, I don't like, remember. Right I, after I don't think. I don't, yeah, I don't think we I think were. It was I, but I remember Stark that day, times. like, because I he was one of my favorite Hollywood people, straight up. Like when I, anytime you saw him in like featurettes and stuff, he was clearly having so much fun. Oh yeah, I was so freaking talented that I, I really, I don't think I could have held myself back. Well, yeah. now that I'm, you know, bigger than Jesus, I would just walk <laughs> up. And, <you> know, <laughs> hey, hey, Ryan, real nice podcast. <laughs> Uh, you want to do an interview? Did you just say Ryan Reynolds podcast? No, <laughs> that'd be sweet. <laughs> Welcome to the Green Lantern. Hey, remember, show. <laughs> remember Van Wilder? That's what we should do. We should rename the podcast to the next uh, uh, person we want to get on the show, and just call it that until that person finally admits it's, comes. It's on just going to be the Robert Downey Jr. show every yeah, week. Yeah, for about for like one year, and then we'll get him on the show. Uh, Brad, Brad what did you watch yeah. this week? I know <laughs> there's still other stuff to talk about that we watched this week. Uh, luckily, I didn't watch that much this week except for all of season four of 24 again. Yes. Uh, I don't know why. I just, I was like. That is the best season. I'll flip around Netflix. Uh, my favorite season is three or five. And actually, after watching four, um, I actually like five a little less. Um, it, it's <laughs> a, for some reason, a few, like all these years later, it, it, there's like some, some like repetitive, goofy stuff. Uh, four was just like, I forgot how, like, it's really impressive and like, some of the people in it, and, like some of the plot uh, uh, twists in it, like man, I've, I know I got to rewatch. Wish I could pull an example right you now. You know, but season four was what got me into twenty four. That's yeah, me too. I'll never forget uh, as because I love twenty four so much. Um, I went over to my friend Brandon's house, and his dad was watching it. And there is, I don't know if it's the first or second episode, but uh, they can't get this guy to talk. And Jack Bauer busts in, he shoots him. You're in talking the about season two? Is it season? That's season two. Yeah. That's not season two. Dude, I just watched all season four, dude. <laughs> what does he go in season four and shoot somebody in the leg at the beginning? Uh trying to remember like season four. Trying to figure there out is about an the episode train, where right? he does it, but I'm 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 blanking on the exact episode, because he's trying to figure out about the train, right? Uh yeah, he's trying to figure out about like the train crash, but he, he doesn't he, shoot a dude in he, the kneecap because the the guy you're talking about is like uh he decides to do that because he's a like convicted. No, uh, that, that, there's that one where he shoots a dude in, in, and kills him and then cuts his head off. But yeah. I'm talking about the one where he goes in and the guy won't talk and he shoots him in the leg and then the guy spills the beans because no one because no one can interrogate him and get him going. And Jack Bauer is basically like, I'm tired of this shit. And he walks in and he shoots him and he spills his guts. I remember Aaron that Driscoll's like the head of CTU. Maybe it's he gets fired. I don't. Maybe it's earlier. I, that's I know that's the I know that's the moment I when I watched it that I started watching the show. Yeah. Well, I, anyways. I, I got into it from that season, but because I saw the previews and I was like, I want to like watch this from the beginning. So I watched one, two, and three, renting it disc by disc at Hollywood Video. No, oh. <laughs> you know, back before Netflix and all that. Um, yeah. And uh, yeah, and then uh, you know, season four from there. But uh, yeah, just, uh, is so this I, when I he's watched so much of Five. Color? Huh? 
Was it? This is the season where he's working that, for. Heller, that's what right? it is. I was trying because I'm immersed in season five right now. Um, that I, was, I was like, well, how did it start? Like, yeah. Don't Heller feel bad. Gets, I had to look it up on Wikipedia. <laughs> Heller, Heller, and uh, Audrey. I, I even forgot about Audrey. Like after all these years, that's right? Like that was his big love interest. I gotta, I gotta watch that show again. Yeah, I gotta watch that show again. Yeah. Um. But yeah, he he has to come out of. He's he hasn't uh he's not in hiding yet, but he was just like he was fired. What was he doing? Was it, oh, he, yeah, he was uh, Heller's uh, personal bodyguard. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah, so, like, they get kidnapped, and, um, like, later on, there's this great thing where uh, um, Audrey's ex-husband, uh, he gets involved with, like, ha- having to help stop the, like, stop the terrorists, and uh, he gets shot, and then he has to go into surgery, but then there's, like, this Chinese... Uh, guy who's who does like programming or whatever he got gets shot too and jack has to bring that guy in to in the middle of like paul's already gone through surgery once for the bullet but he's constantly like having setbacks so he has to go in surgery one more time and like this time might kill him and jack has to bring that chinese like uh, operative in and has to tell like they have a limited staff so they he you know forces the doctors to start working on the chinese guy instead of paul like audrey's mm-hmm. ex-husband who she's starting to have feelings for again and like oh, jack crazy. is it just in like his ctu mode like he doesn't care about anyone's emotions he just has to get the information from this guy and make sure he lives and just like that dynamic of like audrey's in the room too like how dare you like you're gonna kill paul love that show and finally like after paul dies and which the chinese guy they never like resolve like because Jack has to get like witness protection later on in the show, and that guy is just like floating around with all the information. Um, I always feel and that's, like the Chuck from like Happy Days when like you don't know what happens to him right afterward. Like I always felt like very, I, I felt really unresolved with that. Like I always felt angry that like, I never knew what happened. Like right after that, that. Chinese guy. Yeah, right after that. Like yeah. I, I assume know. he went into his own witness protection program. That's why I could never like say like Jack Bauer's still alive. <laughs> but or, they're giving him the Chinese can't so. just like yeah. Um, <laughs> But yeah, and then like yeah, after like Audrey like you know starts yelling at him and stuff, he snaps out of his CTU mode and he like realizes the like, oh my god, like, and I think the information ultimately amounts to nothing. Like mm-hmm. there's there's really no reason for him to save that guy because it didn't lead to anything. It's just like oh my god, what a, just, like what a heavy episode. <laughs> yeah, twenty four is great. Like, like a moral decision. You know, I should. Yeah. I'm gonna, I think I'm gonna watch the whole series again because you know we're getting a new episode. A new <laughs> Series. New series, yeah. Guys, I'm leaving the episode right now to go watch 24. <laughs> yeah. That uh, first, I, I mean, that first season is also really good too. <laughs> I like, That first season is always clock. really good yeah. too. Oh god. But I love season three just because that that ending alone, like that Ooh. last episode with like how they save Chase. That is that's, that's uh, a good point. Yeah, I I'm, still think season four is my favorite. Like it's it's very like it I forgot how great me of, like, it is. A very solid '80s action movie. The whole thing, yeah. not just like one episode in particular. But. Actually, season five has like I call it the RoboCop season because like everyone from RoboCop is a character in that. <laughs> <laughs> like season five, Peter Weller's favorite. in it, Ray yeah. Wise is in it. Um, uh. Yeah, like season five is still good too. Uh, but I don't know. Th- uh, there's like just kind of a lot of like back and forth things, especially in season six where it's like Jack goes out and comes back to see two and gets in trouble and goes back out and gets in trouble and comes back to see two like over and over again. And that's starting to happen a lot in five more than like four is just like there's a really a new idea like with each plot point that's a good so anyway i've talked about that when I was, mm-hmm. we're trying to shorten this up oh, that's a fair point uh james 
Uh, the only thing we haven't talked about that I watched was I rewatched Oblivion this week and saw oh, it with cool. my folks, and I I like that movie more now than I did in theaters, and I liked mm. it in theaters. Um, the one thing I, I gotta be careful how I say this. The one thing that I th- was amazed by seeing it a second time was that uh, Olga Kurilenko's performance when she wakes up is fantastic. Um, because when you know everything that she knows, that scene is very different. Um, and you realize how deliberately scripted that sequence is. Um, the things that people say are very carefully chosen so as to cue her character on certain things. And so her performance appears to be one thing the first time you see it and is a completely different thing the second time and works perfectly for both versions. Uh, And that's really impressive, especially from somebody like her who I think, you know, you see her every now and then, but she's not like touted as some, you know, great actress. I think most people just see her as like, oh yeah, she's that, you know, the, the pretty one that they throw in as a Bond girl, you know, I don't think people really take her seriously, you know, because she's like in this and Max Payne. Um, but I I think she's, she's really I great was, in Max Payne. Remember, she's totally naked in it. <laughs> and Oh, and, and Hitman. Is that's she? Right. Uh, <laughs> oh, it's Hitman. Oh, really? is. is that Netflix? <laughs> oh, uh, <laughs> she's in both. I know, I've maybe never it's seen Hitman. Max Payne, she, so I don't know maybe if she's Hitman. No, I, I, I think it's it Hitman, Hitman yeah. yeah. You're right. Okay. Both some shitty... Yeah. video game ad- adaptation <laughs> <laughs> yeah yeah she yeah anyway why she's not in a resident evil movie i don't know oh because she's better than maybe that. an afterbirth <laughs> that's what i'm saying oh gosh please stop calling it that resident evil uh, after that's what it's listed on on flickster uh, <laughs> oh, really? not real that's it, hilarious i can't believe it's gonna be that it's not that uh so anyway i i will reiterate i think that movie was really fun and um fuck yeah. you now you gonna make me go and get it yeah no no and the blu-ray is is beautiful um, I love Tom Cruise. I'll, I'll say this at the very least. I will end up revisiting it some at the end of the year. Not necessarily in my top ten, but it's it's definitely got some stuff in there that might win it a couple of little side awards from me at the end of the year. Very cool. Yeah. Oh. <laughs> Zach, what did you watch this week? Are you <laughs> looking at me like that for? <laughs> I, I'm, I'm waiting for Do the Right Thing is what you watched this week. <laughs> <laughs> You're looking at me with your orange hat. You're just like, Zach, what did you watch? <laughs> what the fuck did you watch? <laughs> Take your shirt off while you talk about it. it. If you had asked it in that way, it mm. would have been even more funny to me. Like, I probably would have fallen over the chair. Like Jack Bauer. <laughs> No. What are you doing? <laughs> no, that's no, that's Stallone. Sorry. <laughs> can, I, can I throw in a quick review, real quick? Yeah, sure. Um, kind of fan mail. Uh, Mayo, who's written into the show before, mm-hmm. says, "Okay, you're right. I love the world's end. Nice. Ah, good. So nice. Good. That, but did that, I love that it? That makes my belly Ooh, stay tuned. <laughs> like an hour or so. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> when we get there. Oh God. Um, what did I watch? Um, I watched uh, two specific movies that uh, caught my attention. Um, first one was I watched Red State again, and mm, I love Red nice. State. Um, yeah. I've read. Your, I've heard your guys' review, and. You know, and I take a lot of uh, flack for loving that movie. Really? Uh, as much as I do. I think that I've watched Red State more than I've watched any movie on the planet. Oh, so maybe you love it too much? Not that it, there are a lot of people you possi- know who hate that movie. It's possible. Like, I'm not going to, like, deny it. You know, like, I've never been shy on my Kevin Smith fandom. But yeah. um, that movie just goes beyond that. Like, it's it's a great 
like exploitation piece like it's Mm -hmm. not even a horror movie that's just a full-blown exploitation movie that caters to a very specific situation in our time like uh, you know like they didn't have like i mean they had like gay protests back in the 70s but this is a very specific issue and a very specific character oh sorry character that really like I don't see it being made like any time before or maybe even any time after. Like there's nobody who's going to come within like the next 40 years that compares to what Fred Phelps does as like a evil human being and an evil fucker. Well, let's like, hope. I, I hope so. Oh, <laughs> yeah. God, I hope so. But like I'm watching that movie and, you know, Michael Parks literally like set me aside today. Like just watching that performance, it just – I don't know how else to describe it. Like, it seems like the Academy, like, really fucked up not nominating him because it, it he, that performance is so solid. It is so you know, the unique so and matter, so right? original. <laughs> <laughs> yes, they do. They still do. <laughs> You're only saying that because you have a chance to win one still. <laughs> <laughs> the Oscar goes to a bunch of real nerds go to Las Vegas. <laughs> <Yes>. <laughs> I'm not writing that movie right now. <laughs> <laughs> um, but it, even that also like John Goodman, like that oh. last line where he's like, my um, people do the strangest things when they believe they're entitled, but they uh, do even stranger things when they just plain believe. Yeah. Um, Melissa Leo scares the fuck out of me. Like yeah. that's my modern day equivalent of the. <laughs> Sleepaway Camp is her whole performance where she's like, you get down on your knees, you pray. Yeah. Um, the only other movie that I saw this week um, beyond our um, movie of the week was I watched uh, Halloween 6, The Curse of Michael Myers again because hmm. uh, it was the only Halloween movie on Netflix and I was um, – I think I was out and about on a, a, a meeting and I uh, had Netflix on and I was in a cafe waiting for somebody. I'm just like, I'm going to pop in. A movie, um, but I didn't have anything on me, so I just went on to Netflix and I was just like, oh, Halloween 6, Curse of Michael Myers, let's do this. That movie fucking sucks. Yeah. <laughs> I love the Halloween movies to death. Like, what Evil Dead is to you, Halloween is to really? me. Really? I am like, you ask me any question, like, I will give you a Michael Myers answer. Like, <laughs> I, I love that series. Um, but I've seen, but I've been spoiled because there's a producer's cut of it out there called the six 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 cut. I've never seen that. It's um, basically it just kind of changes it and it insinuates that um, if anybody doesn't know what uh, the curse of Michael Myers is, basically they assume that the reason Michael kills is because that he has um, like a supernatural curse behind him, um, and it's all called the curse of Thorn. Basically, like, he has to kill a member of his family in order to keep the curse alive. Um, and they reveal that the reason that he has this curse is from his doctor, Dr. Ed Wynn, which is a very, very <laughs> weird name to give the doctor. Oh, no, no, Terrence Wynn. Sorry, oh, okay. Dr. Ed I wish Wynn. it was Ed Wynn. Yeah, Ed Wynn would have been... <laughs> <laughs> <That's> <laughs> me, Michael! <laughs> um... He, um, so anyway, Dr. Terrence Wynn, uh, has this curse. He gives it to Michael and all shit breaks loose, obviously, for six movies. But at the end of this, uh, film, in the producer's cut, it's revealed he gives the curse to Dr. Loomis. And I always thought that was a more interesting ending because the last thing you hear is Dr. Loomis screaming, Aah! I'm not even exaggerating. That's how it happens. <laughs> like it, it's it's weird and like, that's what killed Donald Pleasance <laughs> was screaming he's like I died from bad acting <laughs> <laughs> 
that's actually like it's actually one of my favorite performances of his and then also paul rudd's in it he plays he like a huh. conspiracy nut dj you know, <laughs> you know there, there's um there there's there there's a part in that movie that's really suspenseful and i think it's the part where they're looking across from each other in each other's houses and michael's behind him Oh yeah, um, I felt like that was like it's like American Beauty, but with with Michael Myers. Yeah, <laughs> it's kind of cool. Um, I I've never seen the producer. I've heard rumors about it. I've never known where it's possibly existed before. I can show you where to get it. Cool, it's um, really cool. Like uh, um, because yeah, the 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 curse of Michael Myers is really convoluted. Mm-hmm. Um, on that cut of it, because it seems like there's chunks of it missing. You you can get it like um like next time you go down to a convention um you have to get it there like my copy um that I have on DVD I picked up um uh, from a convention I think at Comic Con or something like that I think I picked it up along with the Star Wars Holiday Special because I went I really wanted to watch that for some really weird reason um <laughs> I really wanted to see Chewbacca go back to his home world for yeah. Christmas. <laughs> Um, the problem that I had with it, cause I watched it on Netflix and since I watched it on Netflix, it really, um, did not like do it for me, you know, mm. like, and I, maybe I've been spoiled by the bootleg version that I have and that I own, but you know, it, it, that movie is just so disjointed. It's very yep. clear that we should have just yep. let Quentin Tarantino do Michael Myers from space, which was <laughs> yeah. the original intention, which would have been really cool. Um, but, you know, I mean, overall, it's a very fun horror movie that, like, I can get behind any Halloween movie. Like, I got behind the remake of Halloween 2. Oh, I actually I, think that one's pretty good. I see. I do, too. Like, everybody, like, downs on it because they're just like, oh, it's a white horse. The white horse. Did you, uh, did you say, have you seen the director's cut of it? Yes. Uh, the director's cut's Way pretty good. Way better. Way better. It uh, explores Laurie's character a lot better. Yeah, it, it's more of a character piece. And what I've loved about that movie, no matter whether it's, whether it's director's cut or regular cut, they focus on Michael less and less than they do every other character. And it felt almost as if like uh, a serious filmmaker was making uh, a Halloween movie as opposed to somebody who was very clear on making a horror film. Like the, the best Halloween films are the ones where Michael is not in it that much. I, I truly feel that it's kind of like psycho, you know, like one of the best reasons that psycho is like one of the best movies we've ever seen is because we don't get to know Norman that much. And then when we finally find out, we're kind of like freaked the fuck out by like yeah. what is going on and what is happening. I I, th- I I think the biggest problem with the Halloween remakes is I think sometimes uh, like the white horse idea, I don't think is fully realized. And I think maybe too um, that Sherry moon zombie is the one who's playing it. And I don't think she's that strong of an actress. Um, but also too, as I, I think his his biggest weakness is sometimes his dialogue. I don't like how sometimes the teenage girls talk. I think it's a little too crude. Um, mm. I I love it because that's how every te- I don't know how you grew up, but that's how every teenage girl that I knew talked. Really, teenage oh, girls yeah. would walk up like, oh, I can't wait to fuck my teacher. I don't Not in those see, specific words, Ryan. But, see, but that, they that's, would but be that's crude saying, like that. Yeah. Like you know, I, I mean, I went to a school where it was a bunch of overprivileged white girls. Like you know, mm-hmm. didn't know what the fuck they were doing. Like you know, they they would be very crude and crass about themselves because they felt they had the right to. Like I mean, it's about this generation's about entitlement, and I think Rob Zombie captures that perfectly mm-hmm. in the first one, when all of these girls are just like, uh, that C-U-N-T needs to get laid. Yeah. <laughs> that was my favorite I, line I, in the remake. I mean, so to me, that just seems, in, I don't know, something, but I, I think he's, he's, a, he's a fun filmmaker. 
Um, I think he does older people much better, though. I think like, so, too. I mean, Joe Grizzly is my favorite like cinematic character of all time. <laughs> I'm Joe Grizzly, bitch. <laughs> yeah. What we have here <laughs> is our failure. <laughs> to communicate. Um, Ken Forty. What, what I want is for him to finally make that Western he's been promised, promising us so that I can finally see a Rob Zombie movie. I just you want him to make a live reaction version of El Super Bisto. Has anybody <laughs> else seen El Super yeah. Bisto? I did no. watch that. I didn't want to bring it up because it didn't seem like too fun to talk about but el super Bisto is fucking fantastic that's a great cartoon yeah, that is right. like that was like watching fritz the cat back in the day <laughs> <laughs> which i did watch fritz the cat again recently also I know, it's on netflix or is it on amazon it's it's on netflix it's the sequel that cartoon is fucked up yeah <laughs> I I wanted to I wanted to yell at the screen because I was just like, really? Come on, are we really doing this? <laughs> You're showing cat boobs now. <laughs> Hell yeah, oh, that's yeah. so hot. But <laughs> <laughs> cat teats. Ryan, Ryan's just like, hold on, I got a boner. I'll be right back. <laughs> Brad doesn't say anything for a long time, and then finally just yeah. chimes we in with the right thing. We were wondering why Ryan didn't uh, speak right after that. Thump. <laughs> <laughs> With that, here's a word from our sponsors. <laughs> Hello, Real Nerds listeners. I'm Mac. And I'm Iliachilix. And we're here to tell you to visit Sphrix'sDomain.com. Why should you visit Sphrix'sDomain.com? Well, duh, it's simple. If you like farts and cartoons and bad words and stuff, you should definitely visit Sphrix'sDomain.com. How do you spell that address I see? What? I don't know. Fucking S something. I... I don't know. I'm, I'm in college. I have no idea. Fine. I'll do it. S-P-H-E-R-X-S-P-H-E-R-X-S-P-H-E-R-X-S-P-H-E-R-X-S-P-H-E-R-X-S-P-H-E-R-X-S-P-H-E-R-X-S-P-H-E-R-X-S-P-
How's it going, true believers? When I'm swinging through Colorado and I need comic books, I head to Arvada, Colorado, to Colorado Coins, Cards, and Comics. Oh no, the teal troll is attacking me! My son's in danger! Will no one help him? Oh no, it's Man-Spider! Colorado Coins, Cards, and Comics, the whips the competition with great deals on back issues. 50% off, hold slot, 20% off list price. You want sports memorabilia? They got that too. Where are you going, Man Spider? The teal troll still has my son. Here's web in your eye. Oh no, I'm bested by Man Spider again. So visit 6700 Wadsworth Boulevard in Arvada, Colorado, and tell them the real nerd sent you. Oh my god, box office numbers this week. Who won? Someone who's serving or someone who got served? This is the box office stats. I don't know what that meant. I, I, it was, a, I, it was you kind of scared me. I'm just like, I don't know. <laughs> there is no dance movies, but Lee Daniels, the butler, won. Okay, I only just realized this. It's listed as Lee Daniels, the butler. Yeah, they had to because uh, Warner Brothers sued the Weinsteins because they have a comedy from 1916 called The Butler. Yep. Oh, yeah? And they didn't want them to use The Butler, which doesn't make any sense because people have the same title for movies all the time. Yeah. So... Uh, the Weinsteins, they're in this huge legal battle. They didn't want to push back the release date. They're like, fine, it's Lee Daniels, the butler. They've had to do that before. Like, they had to do that for Cop Out because Blake Edwards had the title of Cop Out before mm-hmm. uh, Kevin Smith's film. And they've had to do it, like, multiple times. But I don't understand because, like, I- I've looked on Netflix before and I'll see, like, titles that I've clearly oh, yeah. seen before. Oh, yeah. yeah. Most of these, most of the other titles are ones where it just follows, like, a production from some company I don't know. <laughs> so. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Um, is this movie any good? I heard it's, it's been good. yeah, it's been getting really good buzz. 20, I, I, I want to o- see it. I'm is Oprah gonna get an Oscar? Let's not say too many bad things about Oprah. I actually really like Oprah. <laughs> didn't she already get one for yeah, Color Purple? Yeah, yeah, she yeah, she already has an Oscar. I, th- I thought she got at least a nomination. I didn't know she, she definitely won. got a nomination. I think she won. I yeah, we you know we'd have she, to do some fact checking. She which had the best podcast. line in that movie. Like Lord knows I loves Hoppo, but <laughs> if he ever beat me again, I'll kill him. Um. Yeah, I'm really interested to see it. Uh, 24.6 million. I don't think. I don't know if you said. Oh, yeah, that. 24 million. Kickass two. 13 million. At number five. That's number what we five. saw. And Paranoia thirteen with three point two. Oh, should I even tell? Oh, Paranoia. I saw Kickass two. Shit. Oh, you did. Oh yeah. On, I wasn't on last week's episode. That's right. What did you think of Kickass two? Should we wait? Should I just wait till next week? No. We'll just say it now. Uh, I enjoyed it. Really? Obviously, you guys didn't enjoy it as much. Uh, it's definitely not as good as the first one to me, but um, it's also way overpacked with stuff. Yeah. yeah. I think that's its biggest issue. It doesn't have an identity, really. It's, it's if they messy. did one story instead of the three that are going on, and, um, you know, the motherfucker, Christopher Minsplass, steals the show. Oh, like, yeah. Oh, yeah. If all they focused his on his revenge on Kick-Ass, it would have been awesome. Yeah, yeah. If the movie were just the, the motherfucker goes after Kick-Ass, that would be... Yeah, but is it as dark as the actual Kickass Two comic? Ooh, I haven't uh, read it. No. I, okay. who, who gives a shit? Because I put down that comic because it was dumb. Um, uh, it was funny. <laughs> no, I didn't find it, it funny. Place, I, there's one moment that's really dark in there, but the rest of it is just yeah. hilarious. But um, I don't know. <laughs> but like you said, you know, if it was just uh, the motherfucker uh, tracking down Kickass, like that would be a good movie. But I also thought like having um, uh, Hit Girl's villain just be normal life yeah is also a great storyline yeah like that could be its own movie too i, I and the was... weakest thing was like um all of a sudden towards the like third fourth of the movie um kick-ass is struggling with his dad like they have a strange relationship out of 
almost nowhere. Yeah. And then he's dispatched. And, like, they could have, like, with him teaming up with uh, Sergeant Stars and Stripes, like, him being, like, a surrogate dad, like, that would be a good storyline. Yeah. Of like he's spending more time with this guy than his real yeah, dad. Yeah, like I said, it, you know, all that. the all the stories aren't fleshed out enough. Yeah, it's yeah, just like it's, all it's this really stuff. It's really disjointed. That, yeah, but, but yeah, I, I love the motherfucker in that. Yeah, he's great. And stay after the credits because <laughs> is, is Nicolas Cage in the movie? No. Nope. Okay, because they have well, there's him on a the post- campy picture of him, but okay, because they have a they have him listed on the on the poster at the Alamo Draft House. <laughs> Interesting. <laughs> yeah, I was just like, well, what and those the fuck? those posters are like they're usually Mondo posters that they may not. You know, they may have just wanted to cover all their bases or something. I don't know. That that just kind of like felt weird to me. I was just like, yeah. Nicholas Cage is back. Is no. he going to say Kryptonite again? <laughs> no, no, no. Um, yeah, that movie's just sort of messy. I was actually really excited when like that scene where she's hanging out with those girls, uh, and they're like sort of in the most weird like indoctrination kind of way, trying to teach her to be a normal girl. I was like this is where this movie is going to get like okay and then they totally cop out and turn it into a bad version of mean girls and i was just like okay and that whole funeral scene like it's so awkward it's trying to be weighty but then like and every time someone dies in the movie like there's no weight to it all there's no resonance it's like here's this other thing but yeah that funeral thing like oh so sad my dad's dead and all of a sudden hey there's these other guys who've been hanging out here and then they have a coffin full of weapons yeah. Let's just start that up. Uh, how, how do we make this have any importance? I don't know. Turn it into an action scene. It'll be the most important, like the best action scene in the movie, but it'll just, it'll be awkward and off tempo. And Yeah. So that's yeah. my mini review of Cast 2. Cool. This is what's coming out next week. DVD releases and Blu-rays. Lots of shit. Yeah. Really? Are you a fan of Sons of Anarchy? Season 5. Did I've, you like Leo's portrayal of old sport great gatsby boom blu-ray no <laughs> i like I'm his, stopping I like his, you now I like before this gets any worse <laughs> i like his portrayal i hated everywhere the camera was and all of the well i just hated everywhere the camera was uh the, the part of that movie that i hated was when i bought the ticket oh. <laughs> they had to pay to it uh the walking dead season three Excited yeah. to see that again. Mm, yeah. Zach, you'll be excited for the next one. <laughs> Pain and Gain. Pain and Gain, yes! Dwayne The Rock Johnson. What's up, guys? How you doing, real nerds? <laughs> Talk about Pain and Gain. Don't be a little bitch. <laughs> I'm not. <laughs> yeah, get your pump on. Yeah, that looks good. I'm looks looking really at a good. lot of homo stuff. <laughs> that was, that's that moment. Like I actually... Um, Full disclosure, I rented Pain and Gain on iTunes recently. (laughs) It's not a surprise. I watched it again, and there's a great moment where Dwayne Johnson's grabbing a dildo, and he goes, I'm looking at a lot of homo stuff. And I'm just like, why are you looking at it? Close your eyes if you really are that, like, disparaged by it. (laughs) The Rock. I love talking about Pain and Gain. I know it's not going to win any awards, but I did like that movie a lot. It's funny. They're a bunch of idiots. It's hilarious. <laughs> um, anyway, what's next? <laughs> Don't want to talk. I'm not gonna. I'm not gonna fall into a stereotype here. <laughs> Elementary season one. Yeah. Which... How how does this happen? This show, like seriously. Have like, you seen I, it? I, I, yeah. I, Lucy Liu is not Watson. Uh, 
Yeah, that's maybe the weakest part of that show, but oh, um, the the best part of Sherlock, the uh, the BBC show, is that they're playing on the idea that uh, Sherlock and Watson might be gay for each other. That's not the best part of that yes, show. Yes, it no, is. it's not. No, <laughs> you no. can't admit you can't it not admit that's not very interesting to you because they're um, taking characters, literary characters from a hundred years ago, and going, "What if they were gay?" <laughs> no, but I mean, they're the sort of Sherlock doing that in this one is. too. Like, uh, actually, here's the thing. Here's the part that you're that, like, I fell off of that show just because I was like, yeah, this is good, but I watch a lot of shows, and so some of them get cold. Mm. Um, uh, uh, shoot, now I can't. Um, Moriarty, yeah, in elementary, is a woman, and the the thing that she does is get him hooked on drugs, and and that is like that's why Moriarty is is sort of the villain is because she is sort of what leads to his downfall and his drug addiction, and I think that that is a brilliant like i wish i were watching the show i was told this at a family soiree um i wish i was watching the show and i'm actually kind of excited to go and watch the whole first season simply because i think that's such a smart idea and is a is actually a better take on sherlock and a more consistent and interesting take on sherlock than the british show does because i don't think that Stephen moffat is a very good showrunner anyway the very last thing that comes out this week <laughs> is contiki which i'm really excited to see again okay uh, good. and people should definitely check out contiki my favorite part about watching sherlock the bbc series is when my netflix stopped streaming halfway through the first episode <laughs> <laughs> hold on the first episode is the best episode of the oh, whole that's series a bummer though. yeah <laughs> he called any it back man <laughs> any opportunity like, to hit netflix yeah right <laughs> i love we are never going to get a Netflix sponsorship because Fuck of them. They won't be around in five years. <laughs> oh, I, I love Moriarty true. on the BBC show because he goes, hi, I'm Moriarty. Hey. <laughs> I'm just like, what the Hi, fuck is that? <laughs> I, I really that is a very interesting acting choice. Okay, fine, let's go with this. And then you hear in the uh, following episode, his ringtone is, and I'm just like, I stop and I pause my TV and I went over to the back room and I smoked a cigarette for five minutes. My only thought was, why is Ludwig von Beethoven done by Walter Murphy? playing on his <laughs> phone <laughs> this is the american in me talking but robert downey jr sherlock is the best i was just gonna say <laughs> i actually i think that the moriarty in sherlock this in the british season show is even worse than the moriarty in game of thrones and his his game plot of, game, oh. of or game of shadows <laughs> i mean in game of Peter shadows Dinklage and is his moriarty. plot is even more convoluted really? and pointless because in game of shadows it follows one of the books really closely yeah, Here's the thing. it follows it follows I the like final it. problem really I, well. I, I i like i like game of shadows i do i think that movie is really fun i just think you know like his moriarty's story in that mm. is not oh his like arms james are you yeah. sure you want to play this game yeah <laughs> Anyway. Open hand strike to the face. <laughs> uh, anyways, this week we saw The World's End. We did. Um, did we not read any comic books? Oh, nope. fuck. Yeah, we did read. I read comic books. <laughs> I read them all the time. <laughs> What's up, nerds? It's the Comics Corner. I'll pick a comic for you. Okay. Just Just some random comic, guys. Uh, this is random. Like, let's see. Spider-Man, Spider-Man? number 51? No, no, <laughs> let me, let me, hang on a second. Let me get into my long box, okay? Hang on. Okay. <laughs> Um. <laughs> <laughs> uh, oh, oh, pick a comic. <laughs> um, oh, this is really cool. This comic right here. Um, it's uh, I don't have one. I don't. <laughs> <laughs> um, <laughs> 
I can't even, go to the movie. I can't even pull it off the top of my head. I will say, stay tuned. I am writing a really long article called The Inferior Spider-Man um, <laughs> because I've been reading so much of The Superior Spider-Man mm-hmm. that I've written a whole article about the inconsistencies in the character and why he's a horrible Spider-Man. So um, the whole article will just be about the entire history of Spider-Man, right? <laughs> oh, <laughs> somebody's gonna get knifed. Uh, come off. on, man! Blonde on one end, redhead on the other. How is he not dicking them both? Like, I'm serious. <laughs> because with MP great dicks. power comes great responsibility. <laughs> if, he, if, 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 if his villains found out who he was, he'd put them in danger. Do you think, oh, what happened to Gwen Stacy? Do you think Aunt May ever walked in on him great, and he's just webbing you know, himself? <laughs> the great power is his dick. <laughs> yes, exactly. You know what? One of the, you know, I'll, I'll Where do you, you think the webbing comes from? You know from? what? I'll give you a comic to read, Mr. Eastman, about you just making fun of Aunt May. <laughs> no, it's fine. Um, there is a great issue of Amazing Spider-Man 400 that deals with the death of Aunt May. Where I have read that one. Where it's very good. There's, it is good. There's about 15 pages. It's a 40-page comic. There's 15 pages of him talking to Aunt May on top of the Empire State Building because she's about to die. And she's like, I always knew you were Spider-Man. And he's he starts to cry. And he says, no, that's neat. He says, no, it's okay. And they he talks about why he's Spider-Man, that he's sorry that Uncle Ben is dead. Amazing Spider-Man 400 is one of the greatest issues of Spider-Man that was totally retconned for no reason. And that's why uh, I'm writing this whole article about Inferior Spider-Man, because instead of retconning stuff that is horrible, like Norman Osborn fathering children from Gwen Stacy, they choose to kill Peter Parker in a total bullshit way and have Doc Ock take take over for him. And they try to beat it over your head that he's a better Spider-Man than Peter is because he murders villains. That and because you're of uh, because you're darker and more sinister yeah. doesn't make you a superior Spider-Man. I agree. Like that's what really bothered me. Like that's when I stopped reading Spider-Man. Like I actually used to go over. Like I mean, full disclosure. I know I make fun of Spider-Man on the show, but <laughs> it's right. it, truth is, it is a good hero. I think I've just been more cynical about it because of the movies. But you know, the death of Aunt May. I remember that actually very perfectly well because um, that was the first time when I like learned about how to write revelations like mm-hmm. how to how to reveal that your uh, uh your innermost secret like the mm-hmm. only other thing that i can compare uh that to would be when i saw clerks 2 and when randall reveals that he wants to buy the quick stop um but doc ock becoming spider-man bothered me a lot would... that was what i that's when i stopped like i was just literally like this is ridiculous like they're not even trying anymore. you know i'll never forget my wife makes fun of me to this day she came in uh she got home from work and i was reading 700 mm-hmm. and she could see my face i was visibly pissed off <laughs> but not not so much I, I understand that they're trying to do something new were you in a bottle in the corner with a I bottle was. of jack going like this doesn't make sense anymore this is bullshit <laughs> you know if you want to get them to stop this superior spider-man thing stop buying them and reading them ryan I know. Hit him I, in the wallet. But, <laughs> stop uh, but, stop buying the comic. <laughs> but, but see, here's, here's the hard thing with it, though, is I am such a Spider-Man fan mm-hmm. that I always give Spider-Man the benefit of the doubt, no matter what. That benefit is your dollar. <laughs> exactly. Well, and, and you know that they're going to undo this, and they're going to bring normal Spider-Man back. Like, this is comics. And, and honestly, it it's makes like, sense it's like to be Bucky there when or that Captain happens. Captain America. And, uh, you know, yeah. like, they've brought well, him back before. Yeah, you can't, yeah. but you can't... You, but they did this one really poorly. They did it. They, the execution is poor. I if, know. if you're trying to hurt Peter, and I, th- there was a whole like three-page thing from the letters because Doc Ock finally got the, the remnants of Peter Parker out of his brain. And there was this wonderful... This is what inspired me to write this article. There was this wonderful article uh, letter from this guy who obviously has read Spider-Man for years, he said in his letter, and it's about a page and a half long, like 
tons of words and it's eloquent and he's just saying you guys sit there and say how you know steve ditko and stan lee put spider-man through the ringer yeah but he always found a way to be a better person because of it yep. and by killing him in a weakened state body by doc ock just to be, make give him a darker edge and you know have a murder villains and stuff is not making peter parker a better person you're not growing the character you're stunting the character yeah. and it's it, it's that's the part that bothers me. I don't mind that they're messing with Peter Parker. That's who he is. Right. But when you're just going to kill him and you're going to have... I mean, in Superior Spider-Man number seven, he shoots a dude in the head. Spider-Man shoots a guy in the head because he thinks it's justified because that guy went on a shooting spree. The old Spider-Man would never do that. No, yeah. yeah. It's, it's like Batman. Batman doesn't carry a gun. Like, you know, Batman does... You know, like, I know it's like cliched from the Nolan movies, but this is actually something very, very, very specific to Batman, except for one um, alternate universe um, uh, storyline, which is Batman doesn't carry a gun. Batman doesn't use a gun. He does not kill criminals. He says, I have one rule. And then the Joker goes, oh, that's the rule you'll have to break. But (laughs) there's no, like, these superheroes are dear to our hearts for a reason. We learn from them that just because somebody does something bad doesn't mean you have to kill them. <laughs> exactly. And be, by unleashing your own form of extreme justice, yeah. to me, doesn't make you a good hero. Right. I mean, there was... Uh, Kick-Ass does it fine, but, like, yeah. I mean, other ones, like, you know... But, but you're not... That's not who the character is. And you're just... you're By you forcing me to think that he's a better Spider-Man doesn't make him a better Spider-Man. Yes. Because you can sit there... I mean, right now, he has his own minions... He has his own super uh, island and stuff. I'm like, really? This and, is Spider-Man? This is and, stupid. And I have said before, mostly off the podcast, but I've said before, if if they wanted to do this as a way of, okay, what if somebody else were Spider-Man and we could use that experience as a foil to show us how great Peter Parker is, I th- I would, I'm like, that's yeah. uh, that sounds really cool. Like, yeah, the story you're telling me about, like, somebody else takes over Spider-Man and does it and they, they basically turn into a supervillain because of the power that they have, that is... With great power comes great responsibility. That is the story. I'm told yeah. from the other side, but it is. The problem is that they took Peter Parker out of it, so they are not building on that character anymore. They should have left him with leukemia in a hospital bed and make him have to fight through something like that or, or mm-hmm. you know, abandon him somewhere else and, and just give us little ideas of like, hey, this is still a Peter Parker, Parker book. And this story that we're telling you is still about Peter Parker because it is. Yeah. It, I mean... I agree. And, you know, I, I always said it'd be more interesting because Spider-Man, Peter Parker was in his consciousness until like four issues ago. Mm-hmm. I think it'd be more of a growing thing for Peter Parker is if Doc Ock tracked down the Green Goblin and he bet, beat him up so bad that he was going to kill the Green Goblin and Peter Parker stopped him from killing the Boomerang. But if what if Peter Parker didn't stop him from killing the Green Goblin? Mm-hmm. Then you, he deals with the guilt of what he did, and then that makes him learn his lesson. Yeah, I think and Ryan just wrote the best Spider-Man movie thank you. ever. <laughs> that, that just—I mean—that teaches that teaches Peter a lesson. The only silver lining I see in this right now is the Ultimate Universe is going away, but they're pulling Miles Morales into Spider-Man. Yeah, and I don't mind seeing him be Spider-Man, mm-hmm. um, but yeah. I still have an issue with three spider-man books and not a single one is peter parker <laughs> yeah um anyways this week we saw this the <laughs> the world's end we could just say really quickly that uh at least we don't have another spider-man three <laughs> hey, 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 hey. don't start that fight here yeah. real quick though uh go to color coins cards and comics in yeah, arvada yes. Uh, and they will give you like 20% off of your trades, and they're fantastic. The store is great. So go there and don't buy Spider-Man. 
<laughs> don't buy Spider-Man Brad, 3. You, you raise your hand. I was going to give a high five first comment. But oh, yeah. No. Be <laughs> high five. <laughs> uh, Spider-Man 3 like, is not as bad as... I was like, are you telling me to stop? Well, it's 3. not terrible. There's, there's worse movies. Yeah, yeah there's way worse Marvel movies. Marvel movies, yeah. It's whatever. I like oh, Sam Raimi. Anyway. I love Sam Raimi. The World's End. Is that actually people go see The World's End? <sighs> oh, clean that up. <laughs> <laughs> yes, sir. Get Gizmo on my belly. Um... <laughs> I thought that this movie was... Um, I've seen a lot of films this year. I've actually seen, uh, by my count, about 100 films uh, wow. in the theater. This is the best film I've seen this year. Um, and this beats out Fruitvale Station, which was, uh, up until then, the really? best film I had seen. Cool. Fruitvale's good. Yeah, um, no, I saw it. It's fantastic. Um, yeah. But um, The World's End, though, is... You have to think back to something like as old as Animal House, Caddyshack, National Lampoon's Vacation, like comedies by those greats where you're just like, you can be moved in a moment, in a single moment, you can be moved. This movie has five or six moments where you're going to be crying your eyes out. Like, I'm serious. This movie is not what it seems from the trailers or anything like that. And I... I love Edgar Wright for a very specific reason. He is able to make me cry during a sci-fi, an action movie, and now a robot movie. Like, this and was... And robots. What? <laughs> I said they're not robots. I know. <laughs> I'm trying to hey, cater to the fact that we let, haven't seen the trailer yet. Let, let people yeah. fill in the blanks. Yeah. yeah. No, but anyway, you know, and Simon Pegg gives his best this performance guy, in the Cornell right trilogy. Here. That was good. That was really good. It took me a second. <laughs> Yeah, Brad, should people go see The World's End? Uh, you know, coming into this, I was really hoping that this would be my favorite movie of the year. And it totally is. <laughs> <laughs> and I cannot wait you to see it again. Up top. <laughs> I cannot wait to see it again. James, fuck you. This is what no, I'm just kidding. <laughs> <laughs> so what you think of The World's End. Um, it's really rare... When you see a movie, where when you're when you're coming to the end of a movie and it's wrapping up, and you realize that completely outside of your own control, you have been grinning from the very beginning of the movie to the very end, just like in having so much fun, not even thinking about it. Um, and this is the second Edgar Wright movie in a in a row where I had that moment where I realized, like, I w I wasn't even conscious of the fact that I was having so much fun. I just fucking was the whole time like this is fantastic and absolutely one of the best movies of the year yes you need to go out and see this movie even if you're not a an edgar wright fan already like like even if you go. don't like the cornetto I, trilogy you know just go and yeah watch like it. if you haven't seen the other ones don't you don't have you know don't go see don't wait do not wait go see this movie now um because especially i i think this is the the best that edgar wright has been this is him at the top of his game, especially with the action stuff. And there were a couple times where I got pulled out because I went, I am so excited for Ant-Man. Like the, and the action sequences would go, happen and I would go, I want to see, see Ant-Man more than another Marvel movie right now. Mm -hmm. Like coming out of that movie, I'm like, what is that going to look like? So uh, yeah, absolutely. People need to see this movie. Uh yeah, I agree. Um and I'll agree with Zach too. I think this is maybe the best movie I've seen Simon Pegg in. Um I think his emotional arc is amazing. Oh yeah, oh yeah, huge. Um I think also Nick Frost plays against type mm -hmm. and I think he's yep. really good in it. Yep. Um everybody I have words about ev that performance. Everybody's really good in this movie. The movie is thrilling, it's funny, it's fantastic. It's it's brave. 
it they, is. They make some brave choices in what what they do with these characters this time. It's it's the content is brave alone. It like, is. That's that's like going after Invasion of the Body Snatchers in a big bad way, and it, it does it so well. It is, and here's the trailer for it. And we're back. Just like the five musketeers. Three musketeers, and eight. Well, nobody knows how many there were, really, do they? You know that the three musketeers is a fiction, right? Written by Alexander Dumas. A lot of people are saying that about the Bible these days. What, that it was written by Alexander Dumas? Oh, don't be daft, Steve. It was written by Jesus. Are we there, yeah? Let's do this! They haven't seen each other in 20 years. I'm free to do what I want. But tonight, they're returning to their hometown to finish the ultimate bar crawl. This is our chance to finally conquer the Golden Mile. Twelve pubs, twelve pints. And this time, they're going to make it to the last bar, the world's end. Let's go! What do you recommend? Beer. We'll have five of those, please. Four of those and a tap water. What? Look who it is. Long time. Gary. Willkommen. Bienvenue. Welcome. Well, it's weird, isn't it? You come back and everything's sort of different. I suggest you get on your way. Welcome home, boys. It's not us that's changed. It's the town. It's all right, I'm not trying to have sex with you. There's something I need to tell you right now. Unless you do want to have sex, in which case I'll tell you afterwards. Tell me right now. What did he say, sir? Newton Haven has been taken over by robots. Did you believe him? We should head back to London. A, we're all drunk. B, we've got blood on our hands. It's more like ink. We've got ink on our hands. From the creators of Shaun of the Dead and Hot Fuzz. Let's climb down the drain pipe. I got a better idea. Climb down the drain pipe. The only way to survive the night what? is to make it all the way to the world's end. Where are the others? They're blending in. Hello, I am a robot. We're just five friends on a night out, <laughs> having a good time. The world's end. What the hell is that? I we are going to get to the world's end if it kills us. Oh, no. Can I jump the gun on this? Oh, yeah. fuck. <laughs> Shut it down. Shut it all down. <laughs> we get a director on here. He thinks he runs this fucking thing. <laughs> Guys, you are in your places. Um, There's a reason why. Like, I know we were talking about the Oscars uh, uh, a, a couple of minutes ago about uh, it was regard, in regards to red state yeah. <laughs> a couple seconds oh, I thought ago. we were talking about their ir- irrelevancy but go on uh, yeah no he was he brought up that they were irrelevant and this movie made me realize how irrelevant they were like mm. i still like regard that institution as fantastic but there is no way on earth in a justified world that edgar wright is going to get an oscar nomination that he clearly deserves for writing this movie this movie might be one of the, it's not forget let's forget the fact that it's a great comedy let's forget the fact that it's a great end to the cornettos this is one of the best sci-fi movies i've seen since planet of the apes like Ooh. in terms of writing like it 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 it, it just excretes serling-esque ideas and then takes them and puts them on a mel brooks plate <laughs> It literally is one of the best hmm. sci-fi stories I've ever seen because of the way it handles its characters, its emotions. The way they handle the ending 
um, which we're, I'm not going to jump too much into it until we get to that point, but that ending is so brilliant. That final scene for that final drink. Oh, you mean the, the – oh, I got Yeah, you. the computer. The computer. Oh, is, okay. Yeah, that yeah. might be one of the greatest reveals I've seen in a movie in a long time. And then to have that computer go, fuck it, you guys are useless, Yeah, is so genius. Yeah. Like, I, I seriously have not seen a better sci-fi movie uh, in a long time. Like, I, I truly feel that there is – in a better world, this movie would be getting best picture right now. Like, hands down. I, I I know I'm overselling it, but damn, is this movie good? Like, yeah. it just it needs that attention. I think the thing that you're getting at is the fact that this is the the most dramatic. It's the most dramatic, and it's them. the most grown up. Yeah. Oh. Oh. Yeah. Definitely. Um, yeah. I think. Yeah. I think the story of these friends, and I, I think the thing that really struck me, probably once they got to the town at the beginning, was as far as being very different from the other movies, is that. I don't like Greg at the beginning of this movie. Like or when Gary. Gary, yeah, Gary, Gary. When they arrive at the town at the beginning of the movie, I was, I'm like, I don't like Simon Pegg. <laughs> I, I, don't, I do not like this guy. And that's very different for these movies. Where the re- you know, in the other two, even if they are stuck up or something like that, you know, or a total badass or whatever, like, they're fun. You know, you like him. I really, I really thought he was a prick. And I was like, I really don't like this guy. And it's a lot of work to redeem that character. And I think they do a really good job. Yeah. You know how um, you go through American Pie 1 through 4 and you hate Stifler at the beginning, but then you grow to love yeah. him? <laughs> That's how I felt about Gary's character, where I was just like, oh, this guy's kind of a dick. And then later on, he starts developing into such a emotionally heartfelt and relatable character. Like yeah. I, I've said it before, and I'll say it again. Gary King is the only character that I've related to in a movie this year. Like by oh, far in yeah. a, in in many ways, but like you know, like just that character is just so down to earth, so deep. Yeah, but there's, I mean, there's so many moments in the movie too. I I can't remember his name. It's not Martin Freeman, Nick Frost, the dude from Hot Fuzz. Who's the older guy? Peter. It's Eddie Marzan and uh, Patty Constantine. Uh, anyways, he has that moment where the bully comes up. And is like, can I have that chair? That's Eddie Marzan. Yes. Yeah, and is <laughs> and so he takes it away. And they says, well, what's wrong? He's like, he used to beat me up, and yeah. now it means nothing. So he doesn't even re- remember me. And that's so heartbreaking. You're like, so, yeah, he got his ass kicked for nothing and tormented for nothing, and it's so well done. And, yeah. That um, moment, Will, when he comes back for the bu- the bully comes back and yeah. he just starts yeah. beating the shit out of him. <laughs> yeah. yeah. I hate you. <laughs> hey, Ryan, why don't you explain the plot to the listeners? Oh, <laughs> Ah, who cares? They listen to the trailer. <laughs> uh, well, the plot is is uh, Simon Pegg is getting his old gang back together because they're going to go back to their hometown where they attempted this legendary pub crawl where they'd hit 12 pubs and the Golden Mile. Um, but All to make it to the world's end. To make it to the world's end. Um, they weren't able to do it because uh, the O-Man passed out in the park um, and some other uh, factors came in immaturity yeah. immaturity weed and, is a big part of that too <laughs> and he and he starts off in the beginning of the movie in a really bad place and you get that feeling from him where all his friends have moved on and he is still you know look who, how cool i am and i'm still the, the young rapscallion that i was and so he has to lie and get them all to new haven port is that what's called yeah new haven port yeah and that's just new haven yeah no it's just new haven yeah yeah 
No, I don't hmm. think so. I thought it was New Haven Port. Um, whatever. Um, New Haven something. And so he gets them there, and they attempt this pub crawl, and no one really wants to be there, but they only show up because all his other friends are there. And his his whole goal is to, um, to relive this. And when you find out why he wants to relive this... It's is, one is, of the best it, reveals. It's, it's heartbreaking. Because, mm. too... You know, I, 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 the there was a woman sitting next to me in the theater, and when that moment came up, she just saw my head down on the table at the Alamo Draft House, <laughs> and there were tears coming out of my eyes, and she's just like, "Are you okay?" I'm like, "I'm fine." <laughs> yeah, because the movie starts out like you think he's in an AA meeting. Yeah, an AA yeah, meeting. yeah, yeah, yeah. That nope. <laughs> it really is one of the best reveals I've seen. In yeah, a long because time. too, and, you know, God. and the scene when they when they think he's a robot and they're they're trying to see his elbow yep. and he won't show it, and you're. You're not entirely sure what to get from that. It's really weird. Such and a I had great noticed, I had noticed the gloves, um, but I, and especially after that scene, I was like, "What's going on?" And it never came to me. And, and it, they reveal it. It and stalls, like, and it's like, Fuck. "Are they going to explain that?" Does like, it change yeah. the way you'd watch this movie again? Oh because, yeah. Because like, oh, yeah. I, I mean, the, when I went into it right away, I was like, "This is suspenseful. This is like yeah. intense. Like this is like." You know, I was watching Hot Fuzz right before it, mm-hmm. and you know, Hot Fuzz has really great place planted moments. If I went into the World's End again, I think I'd watch it the same way I watched Clerks Two the first time, where I'd be like, "Oh, this is this is really about growing up." The yeah. first time I watched it, I was like, "This is about aliens and robots, and, yeah, you know, sci-fi and Serling-esque stuff." I can't watch that movie again without thinking of Clerks 2 now the, and how I felt that when I first saw that movie. That that opening whole sort of sequence where he's going and collecting his friends is – I'm really desperate to see that part again because I think that's going to totally be so different. Mm-hmm. Um, and I'd love to see how Simon Pegg's um, – performance re- reflects that because he know, I'm, you know when he played the character he knows what he's doing I, I'm really excited to see what that looks like and what little things he's doing there to sort of clue you in on who that character is I think it's uh, really weird in the dialogue um, you know like uh, even even watching the movie without a knowledge of the ending or even the knowledge of the reveal because there's there's two endings to me in this movie one is finding out that Gary is was suicidal at yeah. one point and then the other ending is, of course, is Five Walters, please. And yeah, uh, which all oh, that, which is also great. That was I want that movie. That was so genius. I was just like, I want to live that world yeah. <laughs> right now. Robots and humans fighting each other, but it, it, you get a sense in Simon's performance that it's it's not even that he's like they keep assuming like oh it's about an alcoholic or yeah. it's about like somebody who's addicted to drugs or this, just immature yeah this it, that is it yeah uh i've said this uh i said th- i told this to brad today the cornetto trilogy is really about the three basic steps of what it takes to become an adult the first step is accepting responsibility it's Shaun of the dead he has to res- accept responsibility and lead a team of people back into a pub to survive hmm. Hot Fuzz is about separating yourself from your job, learning how to have fun. And the end of the Cornetto trilogy, The World's End, is all about never forgetting to be a kid sometimes. Hmm. That whole movie is about him trying to relive glory days. And at the end of that movie, he doesn't stop. He's still going for the golden mile. And I thought that was very poetic, where you're trying to say to somebody... I want to have fun. 
and I know that I have fucked up at points in my life, but I want to have fun. Yeah. And I thought that was just, that's probably what made me cry the most about this movie was because it's just like, that is so poetic because those are the three steps into being a man. In my opinion, I don't know. Like I'm, I'm, a, I don't know. Like I still yeah. read comic books in my bed and jerk off. Well, I do too. I think I ever grow that. I think the thing that I find so genius about that, about that very last sequence, you know, the, the, the five tap waters thing, mm-hmm. um, is that the the scene where he's arguing with the robot and basically making this argument that like, oh well, you know. Human, humans are beyond all hope and we all just, you know, stop fucking with us, like, leave us alone. Fuck it. <laughs> it, it, almost, it feels so damning uh, and it's the kind of thing that we've seen in sci- sci-fi plenty is this idea that, like, you can end a sci-fi story like this with, like, oh, I guess I guess the humans are just fucked so, you know, we're just never gonna go beyond that. But that one scene of him going around with the blank, like, this whole last plot of now the blanks are out there and now they're being looked down on and um and he picks up a few of them and goes and fights the worst thing about humanity is it totally turns that on its head and re- and redeems humanity in that last little scene in a very interesting way that I don't think most sci-fi is smart enough or good enough to do. And that I ending makes that. that's awesome. Oh, sorry about that. I didn't... Thanks. Um, oh man. <laughs> <laughs> They finally agree on something. Great. <laughs> <laughs> like, yeah, like the machine. Like yeah, the machines actually got him to be what he was railing against. Yeah. By, yeah. Yeah. The best thing the machines could have done was show up and stay blank, like mm-hmm. not ever take anybody over. They could have just shown up and made us take care of them, and that would have that would have made humanity better. Mm-hmm. And that and that fits that character so well because again, I'll say it. He wanted to. It's not that he didn't want to grow up. He wanted to continued he wanted to find a way to have fun while still staying as mature as possible that's why the waters are so important when he orders five waters it's clear that he has changed in that one shot he has changed he's still a snarky guy yeah (laughs) but he has changed and that's like that's again one of those things that edgar wright does is that he's very clear on what he places in the frame and what he shows us and what he tells us and what he doesn't tell us it's very methodical very specific i watched that movie as if though i was sitting in a film school class and it was the best experience i think it's also though about him having somebody who depends on him Mm because i think that's why he in a lot of ways, why he misses um, he needs- having those friends who look up to him is that he, they, he, I think he sort of thinks they depended on him. And as you watch that movie, you realize that they kind of did, where they were following him so much, and that that's they he defined their lives for a while. And when he doesn't have that anymore, he doesn't have anything. He needs he to be a leader, identity. not a follower. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Yeah, uh, and without those friends, he just is no one. Um, and it's not just friends. It's that because they're not his friends. They're blank. Like they are nothing. They will never get that water without him. Mm-hmm. You know. And I think that's a big part of that. Yeah. Um, I I was very. Uh, I mean. Yeah, man. The, this movie's good. The, yeah. Oh, <laughs> shit. Are you making fun of me? <laughs> no. No. As we as we talk about this, like I was just like that is the terrible impression of me, James. <laughs> no, 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 no. This is one of those cases where as we talk about this, uh, this movie gets better. So we can both geek out together. Oh. oh man. <laughs> My favorite gag in the movie is when Nick Frost is finally getting drunk and he's saying punches. something and he turns around and he punches through the glass yes, of the door. I, I was going to say this. When you said my favorite gag, I was going to say too. when he tries to open the door and punches his window, punches the yeah. window. Yeah. I was the guy in the theaters who's like, you know, normally I just kind of chuckle in my head at stuff, but yeah. I was just like, 
sipping out of my Coke and all of a sudden, like, <laughs> <laughs> oh man, I wish no one else did. No yeah. <laughs> yeah. And how uh, brilliant the writing is, too. I mean, there's just little moments when he's into the, the shed and, you know, he's saying, How do we know you're not real? He's like, Well, I just sent uh, what's Sam away. And he says, because I, I, I admitted I did something wrong. Oh, so you admit you're not right. No, I just did something right. So I'm always right. <laughs> <laughs> Even yeah. when he's, he's wrong, he and knows they all, that they he's right. They all slap themselves. Yeah. yeah. Mm. This, is, this is the quickest. The, well, no. It's not quite as, as quick and snappy as Scott Pilgrim, but that's because of the nature of Scott Pilgrim. But this is really, like, for real people, this is this quick is, and great and smart. Like, this is more mature than Scott Pilgrim. You know, Scott Pilgrim had more little in jokes and things like that going on, but um, lines like that—they're yeah. constant. They're absolutely constant. Did you guys notice that the editing felt different from the first uh, two of the Cornettos? Oh, yeah. I think it, it feels it, better. It felt dramatic. It yeah. felt like he was making his. Again, I keep saying it like an Oscar movie of some sort. Well, it's it's <laughs> like, reflective of middle age, where things have yeah. slowed down and yeah. like there's and that, more, more more reflective. And this makes it more such more more poetic than the other ones because, you know, like I love Scott Pilgrim to death, and that might be I, I love The World's End a lot, but Scott Pilgrim might be the closest to my heart when it comes to an Edgar Wright movie because yeah. of just that story is so amazing, and I think that's one of the greatest love stories I've ever seen put to film by far. Fuck Cleopatra, fuck Titanic. <laughs> <laughs> Until Walt Met a Girl comes out. Of <laughs> In theaters soon. <laughs> um, uh, Scott Pilgrim may be the closest to my heart, and that is obviously the most flashy. And that's like yeah. you know, that's to me as a as a person who's very hyperkinetic and does not like you know stop. The World's End felt like I was watching an art house flick at many many times mm. because it just felt so slow the only time that i saw remnants of edgar's editing style um and i'm not sure who his editor is i know his dp's bill pope but um the Spider only Man. moments that i see are when they're drawing the beers and the water oh, yeah that felt like that was when i was like oh yes it's still the cornetto trilogy yeah, yeah, yeah. every time beyond that i'm not looking at this as an edgar wright movie right. i'm looking at this as like a tarantino movie sometimes and yeah. I think it's clear that he's hung around Tarantino a lot. I mean, I don't know. I think when they had those huge brawls in the with the the blanks, the fight scenes. Yeah, yeah. I mean that was definitely Edgar Wright. I mean, I don't think. I mean, I think I'm talking more about tricks. dialogue. The but that that you know the repetition of the fell in the glasses is like if anyone ever at this point if anyone ever did that same thing, I would say, oh yeah, you're just ripping off Edgar Wright. Like he's that's one of those things that has become a defining shot for him i think you know like if you if you ever put the camera in the backseat or in the trunk of a car and open the trunk you're stealing from tarantino if you ever repeat somebody filling a glass or 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 anything similar to that shot you're stealing from right at this point um but i think it's better like he does it he does um, it differently each time you're gonna hate movie. walt met a girl <laughs> <laughs> does, does tarantino really get credit for the trunk thing because i thought that was scorsese uh, yeah, it's, no, it's, no. it's a bit of both of yeah them, but... i mean he, he wasn't the, 90 he's he's not the first one to do it but he then does it in every movie mm. like it, it, it has become a, a tarantino shot yeah does um, any does anybody get like ch- chills every time bill nighy is in a movie oh yeah he's because awesome. i was so that was showed up out of all the Cornetto trilogy, because I loved him as um, Philip, uh, the stepfather. Yeah. I loved him as uh, the chief inspector. <laughs> yeah. Because he has my favorite line in the movie, which is, uh, yes, I can. I'm the chief inspector. <laughs> <laughs> uh, 
Um, but you just then can't make anyone he, disappear. He, oh, Barbara, don't call the doctor. I burned it under a cold tap. It's <laughs> <laughs> great. But he tops every great line that he has in like the Cornetto trilogy. He topped it with. You people are useless. Fuck it. <laughs> <laughs> oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. That whole, I, that whole sequence is really good. I literally, like, uh, the people behind me must have been very angry because I started rolling off of my chair, <laughs> going, like, kind of, like, in this motion where I was just like, ah, 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 ah. <laughs> having a stroke. Yeah. Oh, yeah. yeah. <laughs> they were just like, are you okay? <laughs> that yeah. was, to me, that was like, because, again, it was kind of like a surling moment where I'm just like, I really like this. Like, yeah. uh, this is amazing. Uh, yeah. I mean, I don't know. Like, I, I could jer- I could jerk that movie off multiple times. I think wow. the only thing that topped it off yesterday was finding out that Ben Affleck was going to be Batman. So, <laughs> <laughs> uh, oh. that idea screams genius to me. But no, great flick. Loved it. I learned oh, something man. else interesting about this movie today. On Box Office Mojo, its budget is listed at only twenty million dollars. Are you oh, kidding me? It they... seems like way more. The Pilgrim. He Pilgrim was sixty. Pilgrim. I right? think Pilgrim was only like sixty million. I think it was sixty, yeah. 60 yeah. million dollars. Well, but but it, but but it only made fifty fifty five. That's, yeah. so. that's not his fault. But twenty million for this movie? Ah, uh, that's, uh, yeah. that's impressive. Song. Yeah, <laughs> I'm. You're you're checking. I'm a bit. Well, I'm, I'm looking at not not because I think you're wrong. I want to see it in print because I think <laughs> that's crazy impressive. Yeah, obviously um, there's marketing costs. To oh yet, yeah, yeah. But so double still. that. Oh my god, you're right. Twenty million. But still, that means like maybe the studio paid sixty million for this movie. Like once you start co- like doing marketing, um, depending on I think there's been a lot, yeah, especially internationally. Like yeah, so if they all they need to make is sixty million dollars on this money movie to make a profit, probably like that's this movie has the apocalypse in it, and they only did it for twenty million. You have to look at it from like the idea that. Edgar kind of takes from uh, Tarantino, um, Rodriguez, Linklater, and Smith when you have to make do with what you have, yeah. and like, and that's what Maddie and I do constantly. Like, I, even you, like, you're a director who does that too. Like, you, we have to make do with what we have. Oh yeah, not, 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 I know. To, not to criticize content. Yeah, fuck <laughs> you anyway. <laughs> <laughs> um, we have to make do with what we have. So I think that somebody as creative as Edgar can take $20 million and spin that into something that is yeah. impressive and beautiful looking like that. Because, you know, that whole final scene where they're dropping down below the bar is very impressive. That might be the most expensive set piece mm-hmm. in, yeah. throughout the movie. Because, you know, the... The explosion is probably not that expensive, yeah. Yeah, yeah. And the Metal Man, obviously, is CG. So, you know, yeah. you can get a very talented artist who works off of After Effects or... Uh, uh, Maya, Maya or, or something like that. Yeah, oh, yeah. You, Max. I mean, you know, there are multiple ways to go with it, but like, I believe I would believe that budget because Edgar's yeah. creative enough. For well, that. and when you're when you're shooting a whole movie in a small town, like you know, you could you could spend half that money on CG and you know give the rest to actors. And how what's your what's your cost actually going to look like? Like, yeah. I I can see it. It's the, it's the, just impressive. And the whole like, first half of the movie doesn't even involve the robot slash aliens. Like yeah. it's it's literally like it almost seems like a buddy comedy. Like we're getting the band back together. Yeah. <laughs> It'd yeah. be like if you guys made a movie and then I suddenly re- made you guys fight robots. Like Sweet. that's <laughs> in uh interviews for Scott Pilgrim, uh Edgar Wright would uh say that, you know, when he gets a budget for a movie, he wants to make sure that every penny of what he's given shows up on that screen. 
Yeah. Well, so. I don't know where he got the rest of the pennies, but I know where the first twenty million went. <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah. I, I'm. He says that about film as well. Like he said before, like when you roll the camera, when every frame is coming through that uh, lens, that's money going through the camera. So it teaches you respect. That's why I love his like opinions on thirty-five millimeter. You know, he's a smart filmmaker. Yeah. Next week, we're seeing the spectacular now. Yeah! Did we quiet Ryan? How do we do that? I know, Ryan has hardly talked <laughs> at all. We found a way to shut him up, guys. <laughs> yeah, it's you two jerking each other off about the world's end. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. Uh, I, the, more, the more we talked, the more I love that movie. Yeah, yeah I didn't mean to like. I'm probably going to go show, tomorrow morning. I just love that soon? movie. Oh, man. You guys said everything that needs to be said. Yeah. So yeah. I don't have to chime in. What do you I like most you about it, Ryan? Um, I like the the story. Parts. No, I like the story of friends rediscovering each other and realizing that they needed each other to be uh, happy in their lives. Aww. I think that's why you, you and I can can be as friendly as we are towards each other because we both, at the end of the day, want what's best for our friends. Absolutely. <laughs> um, so we're seeing this spectacular now because that's what James wants to see. Well, uh, hold on. Our choice. Let's we we can talk about this for a second. Our choices are <laughs> the getaway. It's just getaway. Okay, the getaway Whatever. is a video game. Our choices and are. It's a movie from '95 starring Alec Baldwin. Yes, it is. And this new one has that girl who was dating Justin Bieber. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah. Gross! It looks great. Why would you watch um, that? <laughs> yeah, you know, it might be interesting. Yeah, it but <laughs> the spectacular now is here in Denver, and I, you know, it got a huge buzz out of Sundance. I think it's the right thing. No, that's fine. I don't care. It, I think it looks great. Well, spectacular. We'll it, it does look good. I'm, I'm going yeah, next week over good. to New Beverly. It's going we'll, to. We'll roar. just do it. Oh yeah, way to show. To oh, I'm, I'm going to go to the New Beverly. James is real nerd podcast. I'm excited because in two weeks I'm showing my short films up in. Uh, Longmont yeah. at the Firehouse Art Center, so I get to miss Riddick. <laughs> 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 yes. Wait. Thank you. Wish you had my Brad, life. Uh, Brad just uh, said uh, the funniest uh, thing of the <laughs> night. <laughs> I get to miss Riddick. <laughs> when this all goes down. Hey, hey. I'm gonna. I'm gonna kill you in the first five seconds. Riddick might be good. Are we gonna be fast and furious? <laughs> that was first alone. <laughs> it's gonna be fast and furious. How Tree. fast I kill you. <laughs> is this I am g- Groot. Is this gonna be the game plan? <laughs> no, no, he was the pacifier. Uh, the oh, the pacifier, it, it, that's right. The game time, plan was Dwayne Johnson. It's time to cut him down. <laughs> Remember that cool scene in the trailer where he's like flying on a jet motorbike over like monsters? <laughs> yeah. Remember how cool Pitch Black was? <laughs> no. What? That's, oh, we that's, gotta end this show before we like, fight. Yeah, it's like average. Yeah. Pitch Black is pretty fun. If it were on TV, you would watch the shit out of it. <sighs> I no, have a not. soft spot. Really? I have a soft spot for the Chronicles of Riddick. Just the, the, he's crazy. <laughs> he's not crazy. <laughs> Zach's fucking nuts. Like Pitch Black I, is is fun. Chronicles of Riddick is trite. I hey. feel that I feel a way about that movie the same way I felt about Van Helsing. When I saw Van Helsing as a kid, I was just like, "This is the greatest thing ever." And then I watch it years later, and I hate it. That's Our how I feel about the Chronicles. Yeah, of Riddick. I'm with you on Van Helsing. I have a conundrum for you. Okay. Uh, on the thirtieth, would you rather see the spectacular now, or I declare war? Oh fuck! I declare war. All right, I'll see Spectacular now tomorrow, and we'll go see I Declare War. Is I it at the I Alamo? didn't see it actually. It's opening uh, at the fil- film center on the thirtieth. Mm. At the film center, I'd yeah, rather see it at the Alamo. Why is it not at the Alamo? They're getting it earlier. Sorry, but, the but it's an Alamo now. Will warm your heart. <laughs> I don't. I don't make the rules, James. I'm just telling you what they, <laughs> the email they sent me. I'm just amazed because it's a, it's an Alamo movie. How is it not at the Alamo first? They did the same thing with uh, I think wrong. Wrong, and what was the one that just came out? Huh. Well, anyway. Alan oh, Miami Connection? 
I think it's spectacular now because uh, I think spectacular now was out. Um, I don't think that's an Alamo picture. Well, I oh yeah, you're right. Anyway, yeah, yeah. We'll, it doesn't matter. Right, we'll see the spectacular. We'll, yeah, we'll now, figure. We'll James figure wants to out. see the spectacular now. So we we'll just see both. I mean, we could. We could <laughs> record on Saturday. Oh well, no, because we're filming Saturday. Anyway, we'll yeah, figure something. We'll figure something out. out. You know, just we'll see. Come a back movie. next week. We'll see a movie. It'll probably be. We've great. offered the audience several movie options. Write in and direct us to which one yeah, yeah. you'd rather. If you actually give a shit, just tell us. Yeah. We'll see. We'll do you, it. You can tweet us at, at Zachy Take Thirty Eight. Tell us that. You shut your mouth. Tell me what you want me <laughs> you to see. Never and I will go back on the show. I'll make oh. my own podcast. Oh. <laughs> yeah, we got to say goodbye to Zach. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Thanks for stopping by, Zach. Appreciate Thanks. it. Um, I did have something to say before I left, gentlemen. Um, I've known you guys for the past couple of months. Uh, you guys oh, man, have been very instrumental in our. This is gonna get emotional, James. <laughs> I was gonna get emotional. <laughs> oh, um, uh, you guys helped me out through a lot of uh, different projects and uh, different uh, situations regarding the boy who stares, and uh, you know the whole crew of the boy who stares um, was very happy when James came down and said, "I'm reporting on our f- on this film." They got very excited and and they started like running. Uh, you know, the set in like such a very high spirited fashion that the only thing that I can say to you guys that would be comparable is Spider-Man is okay. <laughs> I like justified what? <laughs> and Thunderbolt should be good. <laughs> it should be good. <laughs> it is good. I haven't seen it yet. I, I what the it. fuck? Is it? <laughs> it's been out for a whole month, man. Uh, it's free online. You, know, you come to the show on Tuesday? Uh, yeah, I will be. Okay, cool. Yeah. <laughs> it won't be there. Sorry. Okay. <laughs> um, no, in all seriousness, thank you so much. Thank you for coming down to Castleman's. I listened to the live podcast. That was one of the only times in my life where I was able to sit down and listen to myself and not feel like I needed to uh, put the gun to the head. <laughs> <laughs> well, if we could do you one mean, thing, it's to prevent suicide. Yeah, it's just your, your best bo- option. Let, now, it felt really good. Like, you know, let me say uh, back. Um, you have been fairly instrumental in getting us into uh, some some interesting places and in contact with some great people. Um, so thank you. Honestly, um, it's been really great having you on the show. Thank and, you. I'm uh, still not going to go down on you. No. <laughs> uh, and you, you know, you've helped us out on on some of the shorts and things like that. Frankly, I owe my awesome new cush job to you in a lot of ways. <laughs> so, no, really, I'm I'm going to miss having you around. Um, I'm sure that next Saturday when we're filming, we're going to not we're going to miss having you around just to hold the camera for once. That reminds um, me, I just wrapped my uh, my first real starring role in a in anything. Oh, because yeah, of yeah, you yeah. guys. And you guys gave me the greatest line ever in anything. Don't say it. I'm uh, not yeah. going to say it. Especially because we may still cut it out of the short. Can, so. can, I, can I just tease it? It involves no. Ryan's dogs. No, no, you can't That's tease enough. it. That's enough. My yeah. dog just you died. Can, <laughs> yeah, you can't. I wrote you it can. before that happened, man. <laughs> you I can know, cut man. it out of there. I'm sorry. No, I'm I just sorry. wanted to say that to you guys. Yeah. You can cut this out, but I just wanted to say that because, no, seriously, that is one of the greatest lines I've ever expounded. <laughs> Sweet. Um, like, no, I, I, I called Brad up today to confirm that I was coming down for the show. And I just like, I had to let him know, like I've met a lot of writers. I, I mean, I love Maddie O'Connor stuff, but that line, I think I thought about that line more than I thought about the boy who stares. <laughs> Well, it shows. Yeah, so. oh. No, I'm just kidding. But anyway, thank you guys oh, for no. being so awesome, being so charming. Ryan, thank you for letting me be the Rickles to your Carson. Absolutely. I've always loved it. I, 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 was, I was talking to Zach uh, 
a couple days ago, and I said, I wonder if people know that when we fuck around with each other, they know we're kidding. But uh, <laughs> <laughs> like, if they don't, it's all right, too. I told them. I'm just like, I hope they don't. <laughs> <laughs> so, uh, fuck you, Zach Eastman. Um, fuck you, Ryan. Yeah. yeah. Fuck da, me. Da, da. <laughs> Uh, don't get raped in California. That's yeah. some advice, I guess. Yeah, I that, well, that's the first piece of advice I got from Matt Willicks was, um, don't go to California, you'll get butt fucked there. <laughs> and in one more piece of seriousness, anything that you do, anything that you finish, anything you want to promote, you send us a thing, we will do everything and anything that we can, as little as that may be or as much. Um, I'm coming back. Stay in, stay in contact. For I'm sure. coming back into town in December, so I'd love to. Well, uh, if you've made a few films by then, you can show them. <laughs> <laughs> that's, how, that's how LA Fuck works, you, right? James. They start, they I'm just, leaving. <laughs> I'm never you, coming back. You know back. what? Zach, you can come on our show and just tell us about your California experience and how much yeah. dick you had to suck. <laughs> <laughs> there was just one time where my it got in my eye. <laughs> oh. um, just don't get it in my well, eye. Well, um, and we earned I, the explicit label. I think before you leave. Um, there is uh, one piece of news. Um, the real nerds do have a role written in them for Walt Met a Girl. Ooh. So, Ooh. Yeah. Spoilers. Y'all get to be in a movie. <laughs> there you go. All three of us? Yeah. You guys gave one hell of a blow. Drive. All right. I am, <laughs> but I am not going to be in the middle. <laughs> We're in the background, aren't we? You're just <laughs> on the side going... Like, nice. like, you're, like you're trying- are we wearing our real nerd shirts in it? Yes. Oh, that's awesome. <laughs> yes, you are. Actually, I wrote that specifically in there. It's in a comic book shop and... Uh, not a lot of spoilers, but uh, it, it involves my old age-old question: which is better, Star Wars or Star Trek? But it, nice. it, but it does it does it in a way that uh, does it in a silent movie motif. So you know, and you guys are getting the script this week, so just stay oh, tuned. cool. But uh, you'll love your guys's moment; it's fantastic. Awesome, Dude. thanks. We appreciate it. Yeah, and really, thanks for stopping by. Thanks for being a cool guy. Uh, <laughs> make sure you stop back by when you're in town. Yeah, or I'll fly be- us out to California when you're a big shot at you know the Warner Brothers lot. Yeah, we'll go see a movie at the at the New Beverly with you. Yeah, <laughs> or the <laughs> Grauman Chinese Theater, you know, whatever. You know, it's not the Grauman anymore. I know. Yeah. That's what it's I'm going to call. Or, or, the the- or the theater in the back alley. <laughs> 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 Way to be specific. Way to be a real nerd. <laughs> oh, man. Hmm. I want to see something like ArcLight. I mean, they have like a dome thing or the something. The Cinerama Dome. Cinerama Dome. Yeah, it's fantastic. I've been there. Uh, I wanted to still see showing off. What a dick. I wanted to see Pain and Gain there really badly, but nobody would go. <laughs> Bye. Bye. Thanks, Zach. Thanks again. Good luck. <laughs> Don't talk too much, Dick. Thank you so much for listening to Real Nerds Podcast. You can subscribe to us on iTunes. You can also stream us on Stitcher Radio. Email us, realnerds at gmail.com. Visit our website, realnerdspodcast.com. You can tweet us, at real underscore nerds. Call us, 720-6nerds5. Like us on Facebook. This has been a Nebulous Visions production. Until next week, bye.